This week on The Ranch, the cowboys bear the brunt of a tiger maul. We prep the paddock to tame some wild broncos and we saddle up for the Mount Isa Rodeo. This is On The Ranch. Welcome back. It's episode 21 of On The Ranch. It's Tuesday, August the 6th. It finally got started at 9 o'clock at night, thanks to somebody taking his time. Me? Well, Me. I wasn't going to name names, but uh, look, the man to my left, Pistol, yes, you. I'm looking at you. Took your time. Are you kidding me? Morgs were stuck in traffic and I was finishing off cooking a pork belly. I must say, it was nice pork belly. I've got no complaints about the pork belly. It was very nice. I, I do. Hey, Mick, how was your pork belly? <laughs> 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen, so I am Rob. You can find me on Twitter, at XRBob, and on Instagram, at the same address. You can find Pistol on the On The Spot Facebook page. One day he's going to do another video. We don't know when. Last <laughs> I heard he was going to do one last week, but the two guys who are meant to do it, I'm looking at them now, and both of them have just got silly grins on their face. We, but, had, uh, we had technical issues. Techni- yeah. Technical. Yeah. That's, that's and air priors. And priors. And priors, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <By> convictions. Uh, <laughs> the other man that I was <clears throat> referring to then and looking at is uh, Morgs. He's at the other end of the table with the laptop fired up. Down the end. Beautiful. On the right wing, you both are. Both wingers. Yeah, out, yeah. Out, 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 out wide. Two wingers, and I'm just uh, kicking in the engine room here because the man Mick has left the major uh, control board in my hands. So, uh, Mick, you're out. You're out in Mount Isa for the rodeo uh, on this weekend. Yes, rodeo. I'm sorry, rodeo. I may be pronouncing that rodeo. 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 That's good. That's good. Depends. Uh, depends where you're from, really. Some people still call it rodeo, and some well, people call it rodeo. Well, I'm a town's local, so it's a rodeo, mate. Yeah, if you're from Texas, it's, it's it. a rodeo. And also, guys, I, I, yeah, mate. Hey. Hey, hey. Yeah. So that's <laughs> yes, on this no, weekend, Mick, and uh, you'll be yeah. introducing everybody and hosting and what else, what else? What what actually are you doing out there other than getting on so the So I'm, I'm, I'm the uh, main, main arena announcer. Um, so basically, to put it into perspective, I guess, for everybody else, for those that go to the Cowboys games, um, I'll be like what Garth is at the Cowboys. So the, the man that talks on a microphone that you can't hear, you can't see. Ah, but right. I will. I do. But I do go out into the arena and stuff like that as well. But I, I sort of. So I'm the bounce guy. So when one section's finished, they throw back to me. I do all the all the important stuff like sponsors and all that kind of stuff, and then I throw back to the other announcer for the next event. And then they paint your face, and you got to got to get the ball away from the guy that's riding it. Yeah. yeah no, I don't do that. They, they've got somebody else that does that. Oh, <laughs> that'd be the best part. Oh, what? I don't know about that. Challenging Earthquake with a face painted of a clown going, come on, Earthquake, follow me. <laughs> no, well, thank you. That's probably not what you say, but <laughs> I wouldn't know. It's, it's not a job I'd be signing up for just quietly. Yeah, we might just crack into, uh, into a review from last week. Just on that, did you see the NBA player in um, Spain jumping the bulls during the week? Did not. We'll cycle no. back to it. I'll All find right. it. We'll come back to that There's one. There's video of him. He just signed a big sort of 150 mil contract. Oh, good on him. And he's jumping bulls in Spain. Smart. Yep. This must be yep, good, yep. good insurance. Good insurance. Very good insurance. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yes, Peter. No, nothing. No, no. I, I'm <laughs> just uh, listening to you guys talk about Spain bull, uh, bull nose jumping. Oh, right. Well, uh, we might get into actually instead of uh, round twenty review. 
think we've got a few questions this we week. Few, we do have a few questions the this week. The postman's goat, his mailbag is filling up. I know, it's it's quite full. It's The sack is heavy. <laughs> some could wow. say. say. Going to have to clear the pipes. <laughs> wow. So uh, a question we have here from Late. He says, uh, do you ever get tired? And I, I believe this will be for you, Pistol. Do you ever get tired of tipping underdogs and subsequently losing tipping comps? <laughs> Oh, good question. Good no. question. I don't think you'd be getting tired of it. No. Uh, for late, if you if you're listening out there, good question. Uh, no, I've uh, I've never won a tipping comp, and and to be honest, uh, as you said, I do usually finish last or second last in every comp I go in. The thing with me, though, at least is you get that, your money back. Yeah, yeah, still get the money back, but I tip with dignity and honour. And if that means losing a comp to stay in touch with my inner self, then I'm happy with that. And if it means tipping the team I go for week in, week out, then, hey, I can't see a problem with it. There should be some kind that's of pa- patriotic theme song playing in the background there. But we uh, get the star spanking that's back deep. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's really deep. He actually took his hat off and put his hand on his heart when he said all that. Too. that was... There's moments like that I wish my sound had it dropped out again. There. <laughs> There's probably a joke in there about honour, integrity and making money in banks in there somewhere. I'm sure there is. <laughs> Kate has Kate Cornish has got a an article published on the Cowboys.com.au website called "How to Le- Get Leave for the Forex Derby," and she just uh, gives a quick rundown on uh, the, the letter that you should send to your boss and that to uh, to get leave <laughs> on Friday. So it's uh, it's it's a good read. I've, uh, I've read over this already. There's a few good uh, cliches, and she's a good she's a good writer here. Absolutely. So head head on over to the cowboys.com.au website, and you'll find it. It's one of the uh, one of the first links there. How to get leave for the forex derby. So uh, big shout out to Kate Cornish on that one. A few steps and a few uh, what to dos. It's actually spelled out for you. You could pretty much just fill in a few details there and print hit print. Mm. That's what I'm going to do. No, I'm not. Be sure to do that. We have another one from Trent. He says, hey, Pete, I feel like with the new stadium, it's time for new traditions. Do you think you or on the on the ranch or our listeners know the right people to get a new entrance tradition going on in the new stadium? I'm thinking really fire the night up with the boys running into the field to kickstart my heart by Motley Crue. Oh, which isn't bad. Fireworks blasting from the rooftops across the Townsville evening sky. Oh, what Motley, what Motley is that? Is that a suggestion? Is that his? Yeah, yeah, it is a Motley Crue song. Is, yeah, that's yeah, his suggestion, is it? Yeah, yeah. What, what song was that from Motley Crue? Did he say that was uh, Kickstart? Kickstart my heart. Yeah. Oh, banger! Absolute banger. Look, I think. Look, I'll, I'll go first on this one, and everyone else jump in when you when you feel fit for. Uh, I I think so. Yes. I look. There's a there's a college ball team over in the states, and I mean, look, I know Australia's got our own brand of identity and all this, and America have been doing unbelievable with their sports and hype up for for years. There's a college team called the uh, Hokies. If you want to YouTube it, they walk through, they walk out to the field to um, Metallica's Enter Sandman. But basically, prior to, they come from their training paddock. It's about a four minute walk, similar to what the Blues did in a way this year in Origin 3, but they had the right idea, wrong execution. It, it just pumps and comes on through. They've got marching band. It's all, all amazing. I I reckon if you new stadium new beginning because I don't think any other NRL team does this. They all might warm up on the field or they might warm up on their training paddock, go back in their dressing sheds and then come out the main tunnel. If the Cowboys buck the trend and look with where the stadium is, look the old train yards and all that, they're warming up. Then it's time and Motley Crew 
plays and they're just walking through. Jesus, that's it. That's it. Yeah, look, gotta go there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, look for me, for me personally, for someone that does that a lot with you know, basketball, that kind of stuff, there's a thousand songs out there that you could use that nobody else has ever used. So the biggest thing that I, I get gripey with, and like, and this is coming from a basketball background, is that everyone seems to keep trying to use the same songs. You know, like Chicago Bulls have a really cool song intro. Uh, a whole lot of the teams do over in the states. Like Pistol was touching on, is that they do it quite the state. You know, the Yanks do it very, very well. Um, there's a thousand songs out there that you could use that no one else has ever used before, and then you're not sort of getting sort of pigeonholed as copying somebody else. True. I, th- I think they should potentially run out to this one, which is uh, which came out during the week. Uh, you may have heard it. <laughs> I'm getting pumped already. <laughs> The, the Gavin now, Cooper. I think you make Gavin Cooper captain. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, I don't like it? No, no. Can he ride out on a horse? I'm, I'm really a fan of it. Can he ride out on a Bronco? I'm, I like it. I'm really, I'm really a fan um, of it, eh? I, I think if you're, if you're in the training yards and you're walking across the, the field and you're... you're it's time for the boys to run out, but they're actually doing a, a two, three-minute walk through the general public that are lining up on either side, high-fiving, come on, boys, cowboys, let's do it, and fireworks are going off. It would be something that no other team has done. I think they should come out from sections of the crowd. Yeah, it's that'd be not nice. WWE. <laughs> yeah, oh, love it. But that but would go well. I'd, like, it well, would be totally different. Yeah, well, or they could. Each week could be a different tunnel that they could come through, but I, I think... Trent, you're sort of on a winner with that one. I reckon that you could really get the boys coming through and actually getting involved with the public, and I'd actually go one step further and make a day of it. Like, that's the crescendo of, of the meal. That's 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 unbelievable. Imagine having Reed Park with the food trucks or even, we touched on a few weeks ago, Tailgate Party. I love it. You're sort of at Reed Park. You, you're getting all hyped up about it. You could have Fox Sports playing the, the 3 p.m. game or whatever, so that's a 7.30 kickoff, and... Come around five thirty. It's time, righto. Let's all march as one into the fe- into the stadium. You've got your tickets. You're you're happy as Larry. You know you've had the food trucks that have been around now for a while, and ev- everyone's just in a really good, pumped up environment. Top off with the Cowboys walking through the actual crowd and high fiving young kids and adults as a tunnel, running out onto the field. I reckon, Ari, if you're listening, take notes. I'll be, sure, I'll be sure honest with you, though. That, it, that won't happen. They won't walk through the crowd. <laughs> no, no, it's not walking through the crowd as such. It's like it's instead of running through the tunnel. Remember back in 95, the, the Cowboys ran onto the field from the from that southeastern corner. Something yeah, like, true. Some, some, something like that, you know, instead of running it, instead of just warming up and then going back into your dressing sheds and then coming out through the main tunnel, have something like that where they'd run onto the field from the corner and that couple of minute walk and and the crowd is sort of high five and I'm like it's all security blocked off and everything like that but I reckon that'd be that'd be a winner well give it a go oh look it's definitely got merit there's no argument about that it's definitely got merit it would take some tweaking there's a lot of tweaking oh yeah oh, there is but it's a new stadium new beginning and I don't think any other team in the comp does it so why not set the trend not to that extent no I well, love it Mick you'd be aware back in the Crocs days when we did a lights out entrance everyone got really into it most of the time I just yeah Turn the lights on, everyone will wander out and start playing ball. 
Mm. And that's what I'm getting at. I mean, that, that's what that's what I'm getting at. Like, you got to get that song right. You've got to get the song that really sort of gets the guys motivated and gets them going. You know, it's you know, it, it's got to be something that sort of I guess has a meaning to it as well. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's got to have some sort of meaning to to the team. Otherwise, it just doesn't doesn't really click. You know, like like I said, a lot of a lot of teams in the basketball over the years have tried. You know, just using the same songs that the Chicago Bulls use or or what any of the other teams, you know, like Seven Nation Army's always a good was always a one that got hammered by thousands of different teams, you know. Um, I, I'm 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 a big fan of Chelsea Dagger uh, as the song, you know. Um, few of the American ice hockey, one of the American ice hockey teams uses it, uh, Chicago Blackhawks, um, but the Poms use it as a after they score a try in the rugby league, they um, play Chelsea Dagger, you know. So it's it's got that very much, and it gets hammered at the darts. So there's lots of songs out there that can get the crowd involved, um, you know, and gets that hype going, and that because that's what you want. You want that atmosphere. You want that, uh, you know, you want that feeling going through everyone. Yeah, you do. And and I mean, I know you got heritage and history with someone like Lee Kernigan with his original '95 anthem, but I don't think that's the hype up one that we need. And and sort of touching on with other with other teams in the comp, I think the only other club that does something that's actually really amazing that gets everyone involved is the Raiders with the Viking clap. And I mean that's only been yeah. out for a couple of years. And look, I, I wish the Cowboys had something like that. And I reckon having having the team coming through it's a couple of minute walk from their training paddock just before kickoff, right? and let's let's do this. And and you're running out to Look, that Motley Crue song's not bad. I mean, look, if it's not that, something with a bit of purpose and a bit of history that, look, yeah, look I like country music, but it's not everyone's cup of tea, so you're not going to run out to acoustic guitars or anything like that. So, uh, But, yeah, Trent, to be honest, I reckon that's a, that's a pearl. I reckon if if people, if there's the idea, listeners, if we can plant the seed and, and take it to the next leg, I reckon that's I that's I love something. it. Yeah. Spectacle, entertainment, and hopefully with a new stadium, they'll have the latest in lighting, mm. LEDs. It doesn't take 20 minutes to warm it up, so you can turn them off, yep. turn them back on, have different colours Colour and all that sort of stuff. Leads, yep. Yeah, like when you opt a stadium down at Perth. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can do some really cool stuff that the current stadium just can't can't handle, basically. Yeah. It's just too old. But, but keep, keep in mind, though, guys, and I mean, you look at the AFL. They still play their team songs from when they first basically came into the competition, and... That feeling when that team song gets played. So I mean, there's arguments for both sides. I mean, the, the thing is, you're not not everyone's going to be happy. Yeah, and no the, matter what they do. The thing is with the <laughs> team song and Cowboys included, and I'd go as far as every NRL club. What is their team song? You know, if you're AFL, right? So you're Brisbane Lions and you're playing Queensland, but you win in Melbourne, they play your team song yeah, in Melbourne. Exactly. So exactly, it's it's one of those ones where I have never really heard any other team song play. I mean, yeah, we've got Come On The Cowboys and we've got the Cowboys and my team and all this, but what is really our team song? I mean, they go in the sheds and Pari bangs the, the wheelie bin to death and they, they sing their get-up one, but what is actually every NRL's team song that they all huddle into a, into a group like the AFL do? And I, I can think, tell you this, none of them do it. I think we have no. one. There are, there are songs and I think there is one for the Cowboys. Because I'm sure I've seen it before and seen the lyrics and pretty corny, but mm. a lot of the songs are w- yeah. whatever. That that's not the point. It's about you know keep getting everyone together and it's the song that you can um, sing at the end if you do win. Yeah, and th- that's and that's exactly what um, like like the AFL ones. Sorry, I'm just. But the teams, 
the teams in the in the shed though they all, they sing the team song again. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, it's the, what you hear out on the field is what they sing in the shed as well. I yeah, mean, yeah, and that's, that's right. what I that Which I've is, got to be honest with you, I, I love that. I love it. Yeah, I reckon it's the greatest thing ever as well. And not one NRL team does it. They've got their own sheds team song. They've got their own sort of run out team song. They've only got yeah. It's if you're going to galvanise it, start from now and and create an anthem. Create new stadium, new beginning. Cowboys 2020 and and get a I don't know someone someone writes something to the French national anthem or <laughs> even even the even the Crocs even the Crocs had their own, had a team yeah. song you know? it was it was written we by um, are the crocodile. yeah and that was written by the lead singer from Chocolate Starfish uh, really? Adam okay. yeah Adam oh, I can't think of his oh, last I heard name. A song he um he sang a song last week in Melbourne I heard oh yeah it's a Triple M radio thing right cool okay. What about after yes. a win, the Cowboys get a huddle in the 50, in the middle, they sing a team song AFL style, everyone in the stadium sings along, big sing-along. Just get it, get it yeah. going. Yeah, just get it going. Just start it. All right. Well, something like that the Fijians did in the World Cup a couple of years ago, and didn't that captivate everyone's hearts? Like they'd sing their hymn or whatever in the yeah. middle of the field, you mm. know, something like that, yeah. I'm, I'm saluting that one, Morgs. we just got to come up with something that's – Playable for everyone, and not going to please everyone. But if you've got something that's nice and catchy, to the point, and to a to a solid background music, I like think, I think everyone likes this. We do. We do. We do. A little life of the outpost. But well, that's a, always it's a been. Four that's, minute, that's, it's a four minute anthem. We need something that goes for a minute. That's ten. always yeah. been our winning song. I know. It's and it's good, and I do. It, it is good at the ground when we do win because you've got that spirit and mm. feeling, and you want to get up and sing something. Up, she goes. Yeah, sort of get you get you fired up, even though you're already fired up when the team's won. But yeah. And uh, how's this tradition? We uh, follow the team into Flinders Street. Post win. Boots and all. Pipeline What do you reckon? Yeah, that can only end uh, poorly. I'll follow big uh, Tom Alolo straight in battle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He can. Uh, he can be. Inf- he can. I'll be right behind him that yeah, way when we turn around. Straight in the middle. No, 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 no. Because no. if there's a bigger person, you'll be behind in front of him when we have to run. No, I'm following him, so I'm in front of him when we turn around and run the other way. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he'll run faster <laughs> and trample you. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of, we will uh, let's jump into question, the though, review Trent. from round uh, round twenty. Uh, Do we have to? Really want to? I know it was almost a week ago now. Uh, the West Tigers. Uh, 28 points over the Cowboys, four at Leichhardt Oval. Not the scoreline was very flattering. <coughs> yeah, how do it was. How do chances in this time. game? You remember last week I asked who Paul Momorowski was? Yeah. Yeah, he scored a try. Thanks, yeah. mate. Yeah. And kicked the goal. Yeah, yeah. Three from five conversions for uh, for the Tigers. Five tries. Masters, Farah, Momorowski, Masters again, and Chris Lawrence. And by kicking two goals, Momorowski kicking one, and no then by a penalty, penalty goal. No field goals in that scoreline. Oh, I wonder why. Thought that Not required, really. Thought that Tigers at the 75th might have wanted to put it beyond doubt. <laughs> yes, well, they've, <laughs> they've done it before. Uh, Kyle Felt scoring in the 64th minutes, and it wasn't converted. Mm. Changed the record? Mm. So, uh, oh, I'd like to, I don't know if I've got an explanation for this. That's quite possibly right. the worst I'll, game. I'll put it, yeah. The worst game I've yes. seen us play in probably in two years. I would include yeah, last year. I would year agree. I, I, I got to the point where I thought I was going to throw my telephone at the TV. Uh, yeah, I came close. Um, the only reason I kept watching it was because I knew we were going to talk about it tonight. <laughs> uh, 65% completion rate for the Cowboys. 
well, it was obvious. 84% from the Tigers. Again, yeah, that scoreline is probably flattering to us, if anything else. Look, 28. It, it felt... Sorry, Pete. You go, Mick. You go. It felt like I was watching an A-grade team doing a practice game against, like, an under-19 team. That's what... It, that's watching that game. That's what it felt like. It just... It was two different levels of teams. Yeah. And not, nothing worked, did it? Nothing the Cowboys tried no. to work. Not, not nothing. They, had the, they tried to run shapes. They tried... Well, most things were one out part, one out hit up, so it was kind of pointless. No one made any half-decent metres. Tal Malolo with about 125-odd, 126. Uh, Cohen Hess actually managed 140, so, I mean, yeah. what does that tell you? Although he's playing centre. Good running metres, but how many did he... Did, geez, they targeted him and Clifford. Yeah, yeah, they did. They shut I, it down. I think that shows that when you've got someone that's not a centre playing centre and you've got speed on that centre, it's not going to be a good story. And that's what I said last week. That's why I couldn't understand why you, when you got someone like Anari Tuala in, on, that could quite easily come in, even though he doesn't have the size that Hess has, he's got speed and he and he seems to go all right there. And I, I, the biggest the biggest issue that I had with the Cowboys in that first half is they did not contest a kick. No. It was terrible. No. It and was absolutely terrible. They kept kicking to the – they obviously went in with a plan, but they didn't want to kick to the wingers because they knew that, that Felty and, and Mark Muzzler could – could could defuse a high ball, so they kept kicking to the centres, which I thought was quite smart from the Tigers. You know, they, they, they were kicking in that centre because there was one there where they scored off. Uh, I think the Tigers' first try, yeah. they they kicked to the centre and felt he didn't couldn't get in in time to take the catch. It bounced. They grabbed the ball and scored, and it happened about three times. And and Blocker Roach, who was commentating for Fox, mm-hmm. turned around and keep in mind this is a prop from the eighties. Has turned around and said Cowboys need to contest the kick, and so, no sooner had he said that. It happened again, like start of the second half, you know, and it was just, it was just embarrassing. Like it, it really, like was like no one wanted to try and take that kick. I actually thought yeah. I was watching a Titans game for a little bit there, but um, Jake, Jake Granville, I thought his service was slow, slower than yeah. normal, and his service hasn't been great and and predictable. Yeah. Run to dummy half, sidestep, leap with his left foot pointing to pass left, body going left. I wonder which way Granville's going here. Yeah. Same thing again. Oh, we're like you, might, you look might. at you look at someone like Josh, and I like Jakey G. I, I really do. I think yeah. he's been an unbelievable servant and still has good years in, left in him. You look at someone like Josh Hodson from Raiders or Cam Smith. I know Cam Smith is Cam Smith, but you good, good hookers, though. No, they'll they'll fade left, but then all of a sudden just take off right. Oh, well, he, he was so predictable. Cam Smith's service. a master of that, but even Robbie Farrah can pull that out of his yeah out of nowhere. But Grant, Granville was just so predictable. Yeah. Like there was no there was no even thought of where we're going to go on that one. So oh, it was it, it, was, was, it was just bad. It was just bad. I, I thought across the field they. No one really stood out in Sean. Uh, Drinkwater had a, I thought Drinkwater had a fairly good game, but you know, I was trying his heart out. Just, I actually said to a mate of mine, I'm wondering if he's uh, what's it, his third or fourth game now. If he's sort of looking at his contract, going, "What have I done? What am I doing? <laughs> what am I signed up for here?" But uh, yeah, look, there, there was certainly some heart missing out of that game. I think. And, oh, yeah. uh, and for a team that's sort of playing for your season, you know, every win would have given us 28 points. And you, you, you're basically in the end game, end game. You're in the sudden death ball and you turn up that tripe. The only saving grace for the Cowboys this weekend is fair dinkum. 
every team we needed to lose lost except for Sharks. Yeah. It's kept still somehow mathematically in yeah. the game. I mean, yes, we're mathematical yeah. and an act of God, but we're still <laughs> a win here and a couple other results. <laughs> Dare to dream, North Queensland. <laughs> well, I like your positivity. Looking at the minutes played, just looking at it now, Josh McGuire only 49 minutes. Um, Tao Malolo was only 57. I remember seeing him. It was... 15, 20 minutes into the second half, and he was still on the sideline. They talked yeah. about that on Fox, actually. Uh, Brandy Alexander-Turner and said, he goes, I don't understand how your best player can go off 10 minutes before half-time, then be off for the 20 minutes at half-time or whatever it is, 10, 10, 15 minutes at half-time, and then still not be back on. He was off for nearly nearly half an hour. Yeah, and he, do, he doesn't need that amount of time. He can, no. can no. play. 80 minutes, really. So I don't know why he was off for that long. Molo, only nine 50, minutes. 57 minutes for Lolo. That's, he should be playing 70. <laughs> and Asiata, 36. Yeah. Asiata's a great, great... You could Lolo Asiata, comes yeah. off and Asiata goes on. I, I can't understand that. And I'm, I'm I started, Part of me is starting to buy into the theory that I don't know if Green is really... Yeah. And I don't even, know if he's playing the game. I don't know what's going and on. And even there. Molo at yeah. nine minutes. That's, that's, that's wrong. That's, Molo should be on for... 20. Unless if these stats are wrong, but Molo playing nine minutes is absolute bullshit. That's, that's the that's the official NRL stats. So you Did know. you notice for the first time this week, I think they had um, some bit of pressure on Green in front of a bully. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I didn't see little, that because I, I, uh, I dodged that rag as much as oh, I can. It's not my favourite. I think I was cleaning something with it. But I um <laughs> I did see there's a little a little article about you know a bit of pressure on Green and a few no. fans asking if it's um head in the right direction. Well, I mean, is that the case? Is have has he lo- has he lost lost the locker room? Well, I mean, I mean we've, we've alluded to it the last couple of weeks, pretty much for the yeah, last two years. But well, Morgo came out this week defending Green because Laurie Daly's been been throwing a lot of slack um, towards Greeny, and Morgo came out this week and basically said, no, 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 it's it's our fault. It's this, it's that. And I mean, and there's a lot of that talk going on. I mean, they they did a thing on Fox last night. They asked Cooper Cronk, who's who who is at fault. When it comes to bad performances on field, is it the coaches or the players? And he basically turned around and said, "Well, the coach sets a plan for us to train to during the week. If we don't execute that on the field, then it's our fault." But you only have to look you know, as far so, as the AFL. Yeah. It's the well, season of the interim coach. I, I'm, I'm true. I, look, let's be honest. The media, the, the game is a New South Wales game, right? It's what nine or ten clubs down south of the border. With all the negative press that comes out against the Cowboys and Green should be sacked and Titans turmoil and all that sort of stuff, does it take pressure off these Sydney clubs or New South Wales clubs of relocation? So the less talk about that and let's talk about and throw a different team under the bus, could it be a bit of that case maybe? Oh, I mean, we're done. Uh, could, could be I a don't bit know of if that, that's the mentality. It's, it's certainly like it's we're a pretty easy target is where I'm, what mm. I'm trying to say. You know, we're... Where we're sitting on the ladder is and what thirteenth, and that's only because we had a couple of half decent wins. And, and I'll go one further. I mean, nothing, nothing wrong against Josh Hannay, but you have a look at the assistant coaching staff in in recent years. You know, you had Dave Ferner, John Cartwright, two first grade coaches at some point in time in their career. You've had Toddy Payton that won under twenties with the Tigers and and was getting good success. Yep. Um, you've had a few others, you know, David Fairley and, and the likes. Now, why with all these assistants, and I mean, if you're attacking games a bit slow, you have got the GOAT retired, living in Townsville, and not even on the books. 
Yeah. Why isn't he an offensive coach? Or what? I'm sure he is doing stuff. I thought he was coaching the halves. Yeah. Why isn't he in the box as a proper permanent staff member? Maybe it might be next year. Who knows? Could be his channel line. Is there a rift between him and Green after the fallout after the 17 GF? Who knows? Oh, I think, I think we're clutching us, there. Yeah, none of us are in there, so we don't, we can't really speculate on that. Who knows? But um, I, I do know Ash Graham is our strength and conditioning coach, and um, it's got me a little. Actually, a tough bugger, Ash. I know you didn't really like him as a player. No, I did least. like him as a player. That's that's the that's the funny mm. thing. I did. I thought he was one of our yeah. best. But uh, I don't know. I, I just it seems to be ever since he's been come uh, on board there. Like we were gassed. Yeah. At half time. Yeah. We're gassed after twenty minutes, and yeah, <laughs> it's just each game know. we're gassed. It's 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 a struggle, and, Get and, then, back and then the interchange. You. Yeah, we're gassed, and then the interchange is a mess. Is Billy Johnston still horrible? Can we get him back for just two seasons? <laughs> well, this is the thing in the in the UFC. Sometimes cardio often makes up for skill. If you can keep playing one hundred percent, and everyone else on the park is gasping for air, that can you know really turn things in your favour. Yeah. That's the problem. We have no cardio. We have no cardio, exactly. We have no cardio. Maybe maybe we, are we too busy so knuckle dragging? Are we too, too well, we don't top, have, we too don't top have heavy, skill. not enough speed? Well, we don't have yeah, skill either. But, but at the end of the day, though, it, it doesn't matter how I mean how fit you can be. If you're defending as much as they defend in that first half, you're going to gas anyway. I don't care who you are. Yeah, you are. But then, you know, it comes back to... Well, then it comes back to skill, doesn't it? Possession and, and holding onto the ball and completing sets, which... Well, that's it. Can't do that either. <laughs> but yeah, look at the end of the day, it was Pete because that's going to cause a rift. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, it was it was a pretty ordinary um, less, effort from the team. Time, they just yeah. they just they just lacked direction. I mean, I'm not having. Well, I mean, I don't know whether Morgan coming back unsettled that settled the ship or what. I don't know, but and whether everyone sort of done what what was happening when JT came back from injuries. Everyone went, oh, JT's back now. We'll let him do it all. You know, I don't know whether that was the same theory that happened to Morgo on last Thursday. You know. Oh, I mean, that's that's a possibility, but um, I, I don't think he's been away long enough to cause that much of an issue. It's what's been three weeks been or something. Couple of weeks, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think the team should be better than that. Anyway, I know the JT thing was different. It was he was away for six months or Not a whole year, yeah, true. pretty much the whole season. So, yeah, I'm I'm at a loss. It feels like 2017 all over again, only worse. Yeah, but look, <laughs> we're still we're. Still a chance because of the weekend result. Don't so write saying, us off just yet. You're saying there's a chance. There's always a chance. Oh, and when no. you are mathematical in a sporting ladder, uh-huh. anything is possible. Anything is now, possible. Now, when the Cowboys finish eighth on 26 points, <laughs> when, not if, right. and we somehow catch fire because that will be five-game winning streak. We've got a winning culture. We will be doing the grand final live show at Molly's with our team in the grand final on Sunday. We'll have to do the show and then board the bloody 747 so I can get down there. Tricky. (laughs) Speaking of, the uh, first game we have to play and win for that is uh, this Thursday night here at 1300 Smiles. Who would that be against? Oh, I'm not sure. The Broncos? Surprise, surprise, surprise. Bunch of donkeys, man. Bunch of of donkeys. The only only, uh, consistently free-to-air team in the competition. So uh, the team has been named. It's uh, it's mostly an unchanged team. I haven't actually looked at it yet, so I'm just looking at the list now. Do you want me to roll it off? Go for it, Peter. 
While Scott Drinkwater lines up in the custodian position up against Anthony Milford, Kyle Felt out on the wing three-quarter coming up against Osako. Hess and Opacek have their centres positioned against Alex Glenn and Katoni Staggs. Gideon Mosby, the returning Jet, out on the wing coming up against their winger-come-front rower, Corey Oates. Michael Morgan, the captain, he's there at 5'8", up against Darius Boyd, Boyd, a rejuvenated Boyd. Jake Clifford comes up against Turpin. That's going to be a battle of the ages. Two sevens, two young guns. Josh Maguire, the moose, comes up against the Brawler Lodge. Jakey G from Dummy Half, applying all his craft, comes up against Andrew McCulloch, who's had an up-and-down season, come front back from injury. McLean against Haas. Cooper, the reliable ever-so-Cooper, coming up against David Fafida, who's a young and upcoming. Shane Wright, Ed Tavita Pengai Jr. That's probably the only matchup the Broncos have over us at this stage. Then you've got the Hulk against Afaghani. The bench looks like this. Asiata, Scott, Bolton, Molo up against Seguiaro, Chica, uh, Flegler, Reese Kennedy and Patrick Carrigan. Uh, look, boys, I'm going to say this out and out. Cowboys by 30. Right, well, that's... I wish I had your confidence. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I wish I had your confidence. Last time we played the Broncos, uh, Seguiaro, I think, scored their first try. Last time we played the Broncos, Seguiaro wasn't registered. You do have a good point there. Uh, funny how that never uh, no, 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 never no. saw the light of day, and certainly no one ever talked about that on a, on any official channel. We call that Uncle Wayne's legacy left behind of Bronco players under the rug swept. Yeah, yeah well, not the first time. And uh, look who's there in the uh, the first reserve. Yeah, Prince of Tonga. Yeah, Peter Hola. If only, if only he could just waiting in the wings. Ruben he's, Cotter. He's ready, Greeny. He is ready. Ruben Cotter, uh, Murray ta, uh, ta, Talangi, Talangi is uh, dropped down into the number twenty-one spot. How's Xavier Coates going now? Look, I listened to Triple J way back in the day, like talking twenty years ago, and there's an artist called Xavier Rudd. Other than Xavier Doherty, the Tasmanian left-arm orthodox spinner, I've never heard the name Xavier ever. I reckon there's definitely been Xavier Rudd's album release of "Let Me Be." So many Xaviers being named. It's two thousand and one. I think, I think Xavier Coates is one of them. I would say so. I reckon it's probably off the right age. Named after Xavier Rudd, you think? Yeah, I reckon after Xavier. Rudd. Let me be now. Let me be. And another pointless conversation. Uh, pretty sure that had every step possible. What's up? What's up with Milford? The Milf man. How do you mean? Yeah. He's in. Did you know? Yeah, he's he's, he's in the custodian position up full against back. Drinkwater. That's what fullbacks. He swapped with Boyd. Yeah, because Boyd got kept falling over and going to sleep in the back line. So and he's on seven hundred right. grand a year, and they can't drop Boyd, so they have no. to play him somewhere. Yeah, so well, why can't they drop him? Be like Lucky, go play five eight, and he's not like Lucky. I don't know if what. you don't play me, I'll go play for Daddy. Well, I don't oh. think they'll take him. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't make the side. No. The rabbits would have no, made their second right. eleven. Um, look, standard backline there with Gideon Gillamosby coming back uh, on the wing, which is Speed. which is certainly handy. And I think he's probably a little. He's got, I don't want to say he's got more heart, but he's certainly. Talangi's had his opportunities, and he has spoiled a few. And that's look, you know, give give a guy a second and third chance. But I think having GGM back on the wing there for me solidifies that side with you know playing outside Opacic, who yeah. has been very solid for us. Speed. And he was playing pretty good footy before he injured himself too. He so. was brilliant footy, showing a lot of heart there. And actually, yeah. him going down really turned our season on its head. Although we beat the Titans that day, but uh, and, and this will be a big game for a few of our uh, our boys matching up here. You've got Tommy O, you've got uh, Moose McGuire, and also Jakey G to an extent, all coming up against their former club. And it's the grub against the grub, McGuire against Lodge. No, I'm gonna. <laughs> 
<laughs> gonna go. Yeah. Oh, look. Yeah. Every every team has a grub. Unfortunately, we now have one. But he's he's our grub. I'm gonna say he's coming up against the Brooklyn Brawler. Does it? <laughs> Can you <laughs> <we> say that? <laughs> is this the opportunity the though? <laughs> is this the opportunity though for for the Cowboys to start blooding some of their younger players? Uh, not just yeah, yet. I don't not think. just yet. I think not if yet. we lose this game, we're still we're still, we're still mathematical. mathematical. <laughs> so I think you still need your experienced troop out there. Maybe a bit of call for youth couldn't hurt. Yeah, but I think this is you got to put your best team forward when you're playing the Broncos, regardless. And I think uh, given the legacy over the last years of the tight games, bar mm. like probably earlier this year, uh, I think yeah, you've definitely got to try and live up to. Yep. To having, you know, it's the last time we play the Broncos at One Three Hundred Smile Stadium. It's you've got to try and make it a, um, a bang up match. I, yeah, I put your best foot forward. If we lose this one, yeah, maybe start blooding some of the younger fellas. Get Holler out there. Get Cotter out there again. I yeah. just, I just think it's time. I, I, I don't think it's more so just blooding them. I think it's just more so the fact that they're probably playing. Can they play any worse? You know what I mean? Like, if anything, though, I mean, at least a couple of the players that we are looking at. And we've touched on with uh, with Holler and Cotter. At least they're in the 18th and 19th man spot, so they do still travel with the team. They still know what first grade prep is about. Yeah, it's just running out. It's just running it's just out. Just slightly different to running out. Yeah, but at least you're getting that prep now. Yeah. So when you get called up next year, and you're actually going to be 20 games next year, you've at least had a lot of travel experience. Of all right, this is how I conduct myself. This is how I've got to go about my business. Yeah, this yeah. I mean, that certainly wouldn't hurt. Does the 18th man actually run out? Not so much run out, but go out and sit on the bench. Uh, in the uh, long sleeve shirt and tie. Yep. Right in dress gear. Yeah. Dress gear. Yeah. Not training gear. Because if, if somebody does an ankle as they run out under mm. the pitch, oh, just before they get to the sideline. Yeah. Can they be subbed out? What, what's the cutoff for subbing in your 18th man? I'm not sure. Morgs, could you get onto that? Morgs, <laughs> that, that one, that's, that's that's a Peter question. What are you doing doing my work? Oh, mate, it's, <laughs> it's all shuffled tonight. I'm doing mix work. I'm pressing buttons and adjusting levels and you're on the right. <laughs> Morgs is on the rums and you're on the reds. and Yeah, well. I'm, I'm confused. I'm out of sorts. Up was down, day was night. Yeah, it's, uh, he's, he's flustered. I'm a little flustered. Look, I, I think it's going to be. I, I definitely think it's going to be a big game. I mean, well, I've got to be honest with it's you. It's season for, the, for both teams, I reckon. Oh yeah. Look, I'm not. A, I, I've got to be honest with you. I'm not overly confident. Um, just going on last week's form. Oh, you can't be going <laughs> on form. We couldn't go you, in. You got to weigh it up like this, though. All right. Both teams last week scored four points. We yeah. kept our opposition to twenty-eight. <laughs> they yes, kept yeah. theirs to forty, and it could have well have been sixty-eight. But, but their opposition was Melbourne, the top of the ladder, and ours was Tigers, who were sitting in and we eighth, kept lucky to be an eighth. And we kept Melbourne at our home ground with twelve men for the last ten minutes. Yeah, true. To eighteen. Good point. We were also playing a lot better football so then too. We were. You say. What you're saying is our defence is potentially better than... I'm going to go with that, yes. And I'm also going to then go on with the best form of offence is a strong defence. Well, a strong defence makes a very good offence. Bar the week just gone, our defence, I think, has actually been pretty good. I'm going to go with rock solid. And it, not quite it, garage world rock solid, but <laughs> still rock solid. It wasn't terrible against the Tigers. It's just that, again, we were gassed after 20 minutes and then you do. Yeah. So, Mind you, Leichhardt's a pig of a place to go. Have you ever been to Leichhardt? No, I can't what say What a dump. Never, <laughs> never been. Never been. <laughs> Wouldn't know it if you landed on no. it. But, I mean, you've got to fly into Sydney. You're then catching the McCafferty's for three hours out west through pothole-infested road. Three hours. Oh, 
probably. As a crow flies? Oh, easily, yeah. Are we going, do you want to go down that Peak hour. Yeah. Peak hour. Oh, peak hour in Sydney. Peak yeah, good hour. Point. Good point. Yeah, on a pothole infested road through a McCafferty's with no running toilet <laughs> and then you have to get to the game 30 minutes before you're actually due to play. <laughs> You've do done it. your strapping on the bus and the then you're due, to, on the way. you're due to run out onto a dew infested poor drainage field. Look at look. Okay, so we're looking at a map of where it is now. It's not even Homebush is further out. No, oh, what? A, it's still a dump. Oh, Anywhere in New South Wales <laughs> is a dump. I mean, yeah, that that is a good point. Uh, you're clutching, pistol. You're clutching. <laughs> yes, very much so. But uh, anyway, Thursday night. Unfortunately, it is a Thursday night game, which, as far as I'm concerned, is a ridiculous time to schedule Cowboys Broncos game at one three hundred miles. Oh, look, it's no secret that it isn't. Thanks for that insight. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, if you can get down to the game, then uh, get on down. But if not, uh, you know, it's on it's on several other channels. I'll, I'll be would, watching it on I'll KO myself because I've got an early start the next morning. I will definitely be front and centre with me uh, brother Steve-O and me brother-in-law Mikko. And, uh, oh. Yeah. Well, well. Anyone else that wants to come along? By all means. I'd like to make... Look, things could change. I might be able to make it. Yeah, you... We'll see how we go. I think you should. <laughs> I would like to, believe me. Believe me. I might save it for the Bulldogs game. Although a, that's a Thursday that's night a as Thursday well. That's a Thursday night as well. And it won't be a late night. We'll just have a couple of snifters of amber nectar on the hill. and Yeah, right. Maybe a rum at Brothers afterwards just for the traffic to die down and mm. shake each other's hands. Well done, chaps. Cowboys won 30 nil, and look forward to next week. Pistol, in 25 years, when I've gone to a Cowboys game with you, I have never made it home before midnight. Not once. Or sober. Oh, that, that's or even close. That would be a lie. No, it's not a lie. That would have to be not a lie. once in 25 years. So, just one <laughs> question. Has the Cowboys been playing for 25? Yeah, oh, I think wow. so. Who's making the Brooklyn Brawlers on? Ooh, good quill. Because I would love to see that. The Brooklyn Brawler. I'll pay painter materials, time and labour. <laughs> who's he who's he squaring <laughs> off against? McLean. No, Maguire. Maguire. Have a head of Maguire, two fists against Lodge. The big Moose American flag. The Brooklyn Brawler. Love it. Empire State Building. Take Did a lump really of 2B4 into the stadium. Oh. I love it. And then at the bottom, tonight's the night you're going to die. Oh, sorry. Ooh. Jesus. 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 We'll check that we're legal. Ooh. <laughs> Pat- <laughs> patent, Moving right along. Patent pending. <laughs> Moving right along. So, uh, Q Cup? Q Cup. Queensland Cup. Come on, Morgs. Put the rum down. Oh, Jesus. It's not bad. <laughs> and that's Blackhawks uh, got up over the, over the Hunters. It was a great game. Yeah, I heard that. Was it 48-18 or something, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, 48 18 at Jack Mansky. Beautiful on uh, Saturday. The Falcons getting up 44 to 12 over the Capras. No surprise there. Just check that Falcons there, Morgs. I just want to see if my boy did play, but it was he, I didn't see him in Melbourne colours. So. Oh, I thought he was named the Storm. Oh, no, he wasn't the Storm. That's right. I think he was named. Yeah. I don't, I don't, think don't he know ran if he played. Yeah, I don't think he Might ran. Might have been 18th man for the Storm. Bellamy dogged the greatest winger of all time. Yes, well, six from eight conversions from the Falcons would be nice, if, uh, nice to have a goal kicker. Corey Parker scoring two tries. For the Falcons, what? Corey Parker played for the Falcons. <laughs> Just scroll down there. Yeah, oh. and no photo. And no photo. I'm, what is I'm, going on? I'm surely it wasn't. Has he strapped Corey. in? He strapped. He's st- <laughs> reliving the old days. He wants to win another premiership, albeit Q Cup. And we're just looking up who, which Corey Parker. Who knows? Is. And 
So it was uh, too. No, no. He's a young Jim fella who. Yeah, I wonder if he's related. I'm gonna go with if it was. If it is his son, Corey it should Parker, be Corey be, Parker Jr. Won't be his son. Oh man, surely it, not. If my last name was Parker, I'd name my boy Ray Ray Parker Jr. and then get him to sing Ghostbusters music every time. Oh jeez. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well. Anyway, we got a little distracted there by by that name. It's uh, back on to. Uh, Against and so forty eight eighteen Blackhawks absolutely demolished the Hunters. They did. Uh, Cutters a good thirty to sixteen over the Seagulls. Jack Santo scored from that uh, Blackhawks game. It's good to see. Good to see. So Zachy just, Santo. So just recapping on the uh, the Blackhawks. Yeah, look at that, Zach Santo. And then there was pretty much a try to everybody. Salam, Power, Fifi Loa, Santo, Marquito, Maloney, Trail and Labor and Nona, eight from eight conversions. Oh. Promote him to the run-on side. Wouldn't it be nice to have a kicker? What is the go with sin bins? I don't know, but Freeman, 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 Freeman on the 62nd. And then five minutes later, Terry Wappy for the for the Hunters off. Get off. What is going on? 24-6 at half time. So, like it was a cracker game for us. Yeah. Beautiful. Next week. I was at the Festival of the Pig for that game. I'm sure you were. I'm going to ask you about uh, what you got up to on the weekend soon, that running festival. So uh, oh. this weekend, Pride are hosting the Devils on Saturday at Barlow Park up in Cairns. Would you say this is must must win? Oh, not have, without seeing the ladder, I'd, I'd say the Pride more than likely should win. Sitting on 12th, the Pride now. 12th place, how many points are they on there? The Eight points. Yeah, well, I, I don't even think. Uh, they need, Dolphins are in 8th spot yeah. on 18 points. I can't see it happening for the Pride. I'm going to go with not even mathematical for the Pride. It's not looking good. Looking good. Uh, next game. Next game. <laughs> we, we just got, <laughs> we got a lag. We've got a lag on the system here tonight, ladies and it's, gentlemen. It's fine. We, we'll uh, we'll compress that. In, bad uh, internet. In post. <laughs> bad Cat, internet, yep. Cat 5B. Yeah, NBN. Uh, the Capras at Brown Park hosting the Blackhawks on Saturday at 6pm as well. And the Cutters at BB Print hosting the Falcons. That's the 9-gem game on Sunday at 1.10pm. Oh, just check that one more because I just want to see if my boys lined up. Corey Parker's playing. He's not. Uh, uh, Bellamy's, be. Bellamy's got him in the storm side. Yeah, he's trying to get his, his game time up so he can play him. Uh, play both both ways. Well, he can play Offense him. and defensive he's, he's winger. Exactly. Offensive. <laughs> he's, <a bit clear. laughs> he's playing both ways. I've heard I've heard some crap before, but geez, Pistol, that was up there. <laughs> well, I, I, stumped, I stumped Rob on that one, guys. Uh, yeah. Rob yeah. there down the wicket and completely missed it and got stumped and Shandor's still in. tried to make amends for his ways. Yeah, Shandor's in for the storm, we have confirmed, playing the Rabbitohs. Yeah. This weekend, so uh, however, however, not, however, not on the actual. He's just in the he's in 20, the reserve. Twenty first yeah. man. That's just a joke. That is a fair income joke. Oh, well, there's a bit what of depth. What the hell has Ado or Vunavalu ever done? <laughs> there's fair a little, bit, little bit of depth there in Melbourne. Now put him at lock. He's too good of a player to be sitting on the sides. All right. <laughs> good to know. Uh, and that's it for North Queensland. That's it. Games. That, that's so it for Q, that's Q, that's Q Cup. Q Cup. <laughs> oh, we are we are a well-oiled machine tonight. See what happens oh, when we're you on go away, Mick. Yep. I thought I was going yeah, to. Thought I was gonna, not going to have to edit much tomorrow. Looks like it's going to be. <laughs> you don't edit anything anyway. We went there. To, nah, this is this is comedy gold. Oh, it's highlight all and just com- compress the silent bits. <laughs> At is, least we see This is nothing but good good chat. Good chat. Good banter. <laughs> good banter. Nice. Yeah. 
What are we going to talk about now? Oh, AFL. Let's do it. Well, yeah, okay. We'll get we'll get to them. We'll get to them. We'll get to them. So last last Friday, North hosted the Hawks. Oh, oh dear! And pumped us. Oh dear! Eighty-six points to sixty-four. I thought we softened them up for you, Mick, but uh, I, I, I think the line softened us up. <laughs> yeah, it's looking that way. Look, I'm I'm going to go out on a whim here and say that the Hewitt and Harriets would have put up a better opposition than what the Hawks did that night. Oh, that's a bit rough. But I think you're going to be carried away now. Oh yeah, he's a bit, a bit carried away. <laughs> Uh, scrolling down. Uh, How I good don't know. was Essendon losing to Port? That really helped. That does help. That helps us big time. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. Didn't help us. No, but that's fine. But uh, and uh, Dockers getting up over Cats. That was amazing. That's that disgraceful. Helps, yeah. that helps us big I, time. I wasn't paying attention until I got a text off you going, look at what happened. Yeah. Like, oh, geez, that that's actually really good. That's very good. That's it amazingly means... good until your team won. Until my team managed to beat Carlton in and Melbourne. Qu- and quashed any hopes of them making the finals as well. Yeah, well, hey, look, we're not, not here to uh, fornicate with spiders, but 99 points to 75, the Eagles over the Blues. And in the last game of the weekend, the Lions just scraped home against the Bulldogs. Just scraped. I had them to win 40-plus. <laughs> they were they were up at forty four at one stage. Oh, they uh, they sort of uh, settled down there towards the end, and uh, ninety eight points some, to eighty. Some could say took the foot off the throat. Certainly did, didn't they? Uh, although that's not the first time they've done that this year. It's a few times they've sort of slacked off. Yeah, hey, wins a win. It is equal first, baby. Well, you could say that we've We're got actually the, sitting we, in and third. We, we play the bye this week, though. <laughs> yeah, we get the Suns this week, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're playing the bye. Oh, that's beautiful. Good on you. Yeah. These watches will trip up here. Yeah, if, they will. If there's one game we're going to stop up, it's this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, on uh, Friday night, the Giants hosting the Hawks in, uh, in Canberra. Suns are 10 to 1 to beat the Lions. That's purchase. That is not purchase. <laughs> that is not purchase at all. Yep. Saturday at 4.35, uh, the Lions hosting the Suns. Yeah. Q Cup. No, the Q Clash. The Q Clash. Q Clash, yeah, I believe. Q Clash 24. Yeah. Uh, Q the, Clash. The local derby at the Gabba. I reckon the um, Hewitt and Harriets could knock over the Suns. Oh, I reckon that Courage on Cougars under sixes could beat the Suns at the moment. Dollar and five, the Lions. If yeah. you want to make an easy five bucks, <laughs> drop a hundred on the Lions there. Pete, you could put that in your multi. <laughs> That's something Crystal would do. Yeah, probably. Hey, a win's a win, isn't it? That's what Apparently. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so who are we following this week, Morgs? Saints? Yeah, still on the Saints. Off the Saints. A bit off the Saints right now. A, bit, a bit, win bit off. for the Saints will still keep you mathematical. I'm jumping on the uh, the Carlton Blues to knock over Richmond as my lock of a Ooh, week. Oh, I won't say no to that. Ooh, I would, I would wow. definitely not say no to that, that one. That would uh, help us big time. At the MCG, Carlton are up and about. The fans are really kicking. Mm-hmm. I, I reckon we've got a chance here. Who's Carlton's coach at the moment? Teague. David oh, Teague. Yeah, yeah right. But they don't want him. They want Vossi. They want Vossi from Port Adelaide. <laughs> yeah. So the trouble is, if Teague keeps winning, they're in a real situation where they sort of the fans want Teague, the players want Teague, but the admin the admin doesn't want Teague. They want Vossi. Right. Mm. So it's well. good. I kind of enjoy the fact that we're a bit jammed up if uh, if he keeps winning. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, I like your optimism, but I just can't see it happening. What's this we? You? Ch- oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> You have a different team I like every an underdog. Week. I like an underdog story. <laughs> nah. I pick an underdog. I'm off St Kilda. Brush them. Staff them. Nah, Get on the blues, boys. They're falling yeah, apart now. We're, we're going strong. We're Jump on the blues. 
Hey, look. Re- rebuild is almost complete. <laughs> They're ahead we're, of the Suns. We're peaking. And the Demons, who started off the season well. But, uh, <laughs> and it's the Battle of the Birds. West Coast Eagles hosting the Adelaide Crows at Optus Stadium. Crows by 60. Jeez, I'm glad we're, host, we're playing them over there. Crows by 60. Crows, Crows by 60. There's the, there's the door. There's the rum kicking in. Yeah, the rums are kicking in. Crows by 60. Holy moly. I would like to see the the Crows get up, even if it's by one, but by 60 will be... One? Come on. I barrack for the the Lions, you know. I'm on your side. Yeah, but I've got a fair bit of purchase on making the grand final here, and a top two finish is paramount for the Lions' cause. That's okay. The cats are going downhill. If you didn't pump North Melbourne so much the other week to jump me, then, yeah, okay, I could sort of get on you. But now you're in the well, driver's seat. This week you're going to pump the Suns up, probably more than we're going to pump the Crows. Yes, so. we are. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to tip this. This is going to be a bloodbath. Might catch it back I'm, here. I'm <laughs> actually going to go Lions 198 to 34. Oh, that's probably actually pretty accurate. That's a bit like those country big scores <laughs> where you see someone does a 400 on yeah. like some poor team that has 10 players and yeah. maybe maybe kicks it behind if they're lucky. <laughs> One of those ones where everyone else missed the group assignment and bloody Charlie Cameron's kicked 14 goals straight. <laughs> Arrowat, Arrowat versus you know, Kingswood East. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to it. And um, I might have to get in touch with Miko since he's a LA Crow supporter. And, uh, yeah, well, so. I, I was speaking to Miko earlier tonight because I've got to do Pistols Multi. And I said, look, do you rate the Crow's chance of beating West Coast? And he said, I wouldn't put money on it. <laughs> <laughs> Which means... I was going to say, I, I was going to say that would be just a death bet. Not at an option. And I said, what about out of the line? I don't know what the line is. It's probably maybe 20 plus start. Do you think if you're going to lose to West Coast, you'll lose by less than three straight kicks? It's gambling for a reason, Pistol. Yeah. You are not helping me one bit, Mikko. As much as I'd love to see the Eagles go down, the Crows are a mess. They oh. um, Apparently the coach is on the outs with the team. They had a beer and pizza night the other night to try and get some good, uh, the coach. good banter kicking along. Yeah, exactly. The coach is on the barbecue at the back. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't think the Crows have too much of a chance at making the eight almost oh, as well. I'm glad everybody is uh, getting on board the Eagles. Yeah, get on the Eagles. Go get Eagles. On. Yeah, You know we'll, what? Yeah, yeah, and then lose. I'm going for a draw. I'm tipping, I'm tipping a draw. I don't want anyone to win. I'm going for a draw. Nah, I can't get on. Pete, put in any multi. The avian creature's going for a draw. Going for a draw. We might have a look at a little bit of... Well, how was, was that game? Was anyone else tired as a mother this morning? No, because I didn't actually stay up. Yeah. Oh. I catch the score the next morning. <laughs> I can't do that. I, uh, but, uh, I, I, I can't remember what I was doing yesterday. That's right. I've, um, I've gone to meet my mother's place yesterday after work to get a reflexology treatment on from a sore foot that <sighs> I picked up in a sporting exercise on Sunday. Okay, which I took into the into the run. Um, then I was watching Endgame. First time I've ever seen Endgame, right? So I've gone in fresh and I've watched Endgame for the first time. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I've watched Endgame. I have not. So sh- yeah, yeah. Okay. How many popcorns out of five, Pete? Sh- uh, it was it was worthy. It was worthy. Um, and then after Endgame, I've then had to go for a shower. And then after the shower, I'm watching the cricket. Oh, 1.30 a.m. later. How long can a tail wag? Fair dinkum. Mm. I thought it was all over when Jimmy Anderson came out the bat. Oh, sorry, when, when we took the ninth wicket. Uh, Jimmy will come out the back. Oh, Stonewall. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> just, just an eye the inevitable. for 95 pistol. balls. 
Yeah. When Anderson come out to bat, he was something like 31 off about maybe 45 or something. You know how long it took just to get that? Unbelievable. I'll bet. That's why I, don't, I can't stay up and watch it. I'm going to bed <laughs> after this over. I'm going to go to bed after this over. Yeah. Or maybe this over. Just sleep or on the couch. Lion's got the... He's got a good thing on here. He's, he's got it on the straight. <sighs> Sorry. Um, so, who was man of the match? Because I saw... I'm going to go Steve Smith. Smith. Steve Smith. It was Smith because yeah. the, the, yeah. the double century there and then, uh, sorry, the two centuries, not the double century. And uh, I'll tell you what, Nathan it wasn't. with nine wickets. Wasn't that umpire. He had a shocker. Oh. Yeah. He had a shocker. Oh, I've never seen such bad umpiring in my entire life. Oh, the first really? two wickets of the day, umpires gone, yeah, out. They reviewed it and they were clearly not out. I just can't believe that they even got close to getting that right. Not the greatest from the ICC to appoint a rookie umpire on his first test match at the Ashes. He had about 10 reviews, and I think I think something like eight were yeah. ruled against him. Yeah. Even, even that second innings where Bairstow got caught um, in slips off uh, Cummins, they've all gone up, and basically, you know how the appeal sort of, oh, yeah, he's not going to give it, and sort of turn around and walk back to him. He's then fired him, giving it out. England, he's reviewed it. The ball has... Fifteenth margin hit the top of the glove Velcro strap to adjudicate it as an out. Right. So watching it, he's he's taken about I don't know seven eight seconds, which is a long time to give a decision in in Test cricket. Like mm. you're thinking maybe three or four seconds. Or oh, geez, no, I'm, I'm safe. Yep. Basically, Tim Forsyth, the bar's fallen off. He's already had the. He's already walked home. The adjudicator calls him up. The bar's off. <laughs> you're stuffed. That's basically what the what it was like. And he's just fired him. Oh well. Glad I didn't stay up and watch it then. I saw one. Oh, yeah. It was pretty ordinary. We think the refereeing in rugby league's bad. The umpiring in the cricket was pretty ordinary. He gave it out, and not only was it... He gave it out LBW. Not only was it not LBW, but it hit the bat on the way through. Oh. It was an absolute shocker. Well, anyway... So Australia going and taking a 1-0 lead. A 1-0 lead. My four. prediction of 4-1 or 4-0 is... You said 4-1. I said 3-2. I'm a bit worried now. I did say 4-1. I thought England would win at least one of them. Uh, well, they might, yeah. And if they don't, it'll be 4-0. I just think there'll be a draw there. I think that the English weather will, will stuff Australia's 5-0 chances. I'd love to see 5-0, but I I just think weather or I an act of God will prevent that. I'll tell you what, after I saw Australia 284 in the first innings, I thought we were done. I didn't think that was going to be anything. Oh, yeah. Enough. Eight for 122, I thought, oh, this is a long Ashes yeah, series. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, that uh, second innings for Australia certainly helped. 587. Why are they picking Siddle? Siddle, was he in the team? If they didn't, we would have been all out for 130. Mm. What a yeah, rear guard Pat. stand. What Pat. a rear guard stand. Pat Cummins, he's always MVP. Four for 32. Yep, absolute cracker. See, I, I still, um, Wadey did good in the second innings to redeem himself with that 100 and partnership with Smith. But I I don't know. I think Bancroft or Warner have to go and you've got to get McNeeser in there. Weren't you, uh, was, wasn't your multi last week we were trying to get Nathan Lyon as highest wicket taker? Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. No, five wickets in innings. Five wickets in the first innings at First was. innings. Yeah. Uh, okay. How's the line for a story? I didn't think I didn't think you stated which innings. I thought you just said one. He gets five wickets in an innings. Uh, yeah, I thought, yeah, it was five in an innings, but we could only take it oh, for yeah, the first yeah. innings. It, yeah, it could only be in the first yeah. innings. Yeah, I wanted it for either innings or five for in each innings yeah. or one innings. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, oh well, next time we'll so, put it on this week. So I was correct from a certain point of view. From a certain point, of view. <laughs> just like 
he be told Luke FFE from Indeed. a certain point of view. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> might yep. move on. I was going to say, how about the lion story? He was a groundskeeper. Yeah, he was yeah. A groundskeeper in Adelaide, and now he's in the ashes taking six off his ruffles. Oh, have you seen the, the film clip, just little 10-second blurb on Facebook with the Lion King? And it's basically Rafiki holding up Simba, but with Nathan Lyon's face on it. <laughs> and it's called The Lion King. Oh, Good of, course, of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. I thought it was quite a goodie when I saw that today. Props to Cat Gun on that, if you're listening. Tagging me in that one. Beautiful. <laughs> well, um, we might uh, shuffle along to QBL. Yeah, we can talk a little bit about QBL. It was. Uh, I know you can, Mick. I, yeah, know, yeah, I know yeah, nothing yeah, about I've it. I've so. got nothing on this one. <laughs> yeah. This is this is a new segment we've got called uh, Barking Frogs QBL. <laughs> Barking Frogs QBL Review. Yeah, l- last game of the regular season. Um, Townsville took on Rockhampton. The uh, Flames... Um, had a good win against Rocky, which was quite good because Rockhampton were sitting in second place in the ladies' comp and Townsville was in fourth at that stage. Um, they had a, a, a really good win against them. So we had all our, well, I mean, in saying that, we had, we had all our players back. So Abby Bishop was back, McCarter Cox was back. So all our fire players were back um, to uh, play out the game. They ended up getting, the girls got up 95-90, um, which then pushed them up. The uh, table, we end up finishing in third for the season, which means we've got a home final uh, next Saturday night. Hey, Mick, um, hey, just, to, just to cut you on that one, for those playing at home, were we leading the whole way or did we come back to uh, steal it to win 95-90? No, we were, we were in the lead in that last so, quarter. Yeah, Abby we were Bishop, in charge, at, yep. Abby Bishop scored 42 points, 12 rebounds. Like You can tell that she plays for, for the Opals. <laughs> she was just a class above. Um, not taking anything away from Rocky. Like I said, Rocky finished the season 14-4. and four. So, I mean, they can't play. They, you know, they, they, one of their American imports was out injured. They, she got hurt the night before in Mackay, so um, didn't yep. play that game. So that, that helped them. That probably helped us a little bit as well. But it was good for us. It means we finished in third place in, in, in that. So the girls take on Mackay on uh, next Saturday night. Um, the downside to the night was is the boys got absolutely pumped <laughs> Um, very unlike them. They got uh, done 104 to 77. Um, Rocky led from go to woe, basically, and um, yeah, just crushed us, which meant it knocked us down the table. A um, couple of games went our way, so we held on to third spot. Um, and the boys take on Mackay as well. So uh, Townsville Mackay next Saturday night at Star FM Stadium. Yeah, nice. So, yeah. Nice one. So. So yeah, so do you the have, boys. Do you have a, uh, just just a question, Mick. Do you ever uh, when when you're watching the QBL women, uh, the Townsville Flames? I'm just looking at the player names here, and I've never caught a game. Do they have a live announcer there? Do they ever get the names wrong, or do they call them by their surnames? Because I'll just there go through the player list. There's Abby Ainsley, Ains, there's two Ainsleys, Alexandra, Alicia, and Eliza. Yeah, well, I'm the I'm the live game caller, so I, I I'm the I'm the the, the oh, court announcer as such. So, you, so you go, go by the surnames. No, not oh, sometimes. Yeah, most of the time you yeah. do. Um, oh, but it's I, just a, just a stupid thing to it's say. Like, it's for like, me, is Ainsley it's, it's Minogue like any in, relation to Danny or Kylie? Sorry, sorry, what was that? Is Ainsley Minogue any relation to Danny or Kylie? I have no idea, mate. <laughs> no idea at all. You douche. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, 
it, when it's your home team, you, you sort of get used to the names pretty quickly, so it's not too bad. It's when it's the other teams that you always struggle with. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was just a decide question, because just look at the team names there. I just, yeah, two Ainsleys and, yeah. Anyway, it's, I thought it was. I thought I was just looking at the top you know, top roster of seven players, but that's actually the full roster. The standout's Bree. We get rid of Bree. It's all A's. <laughs> it's the A team. It's how's A's. I'm sure. I'm sorry. I'm sure Bree's a great player, but you know, she's the one. No, you got, Mika- you got Michaela Cox in there. You got you know. Yeah. Um, you all Morgan. Morgan, why. you all. We're only looking at the top seven. Yeah, players. we're only looking we're at just, just looking at well, the you're, you're, not, oh. you're not even looking at the top seven players. Oh. <laughs> As in the top seven alphabetically. And it makes goes a lot by. of sense. Oh. There we now go. We're the, the light has just shown Madison, in the podcast studio. Lisa. Apologies to, uh, I'm going to say, Shaylee, Rachel, Harriet, Courtney, Lisa, Madison, Michaela, Rachel, and Shaylee. Sorry, girls. Yeah, Shaylee's last name, great street to live on. Shaylee Browning. <laughs> Shush, pistol. People will know where you live soon. I think everyone knows where you live. <laughs> Just look for the lit up house. Yeah, look for the house with the flags, lit flags, up flags flying flags and, lit the up and, the, and the multi-coloured downlights. Pete out the front mowing his yard and his <laughs> cowboy shirt. The other northern rivalry or the northern team, the Northern Rays, got to. Uh, yeah. They are sponsored for the rest of the season now. I yeah. Discussed that last week. No, 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 no we, they got saved. They, they did get saved in one round, but uh, yeah. they have picked up a couple of sponsors uh, to keep them going until the end of the year now. So that's fantastic. Yeah. And Bro- Brothers, Brothers, Brothers Lease Club, Club and Direct Wholesale Tires. Yeah, that's right. So they've jumped on board for the teams and uh, for the team. And yeah, we'll see them play. They played on the weekend actually against the Tigers in Mackay. Uh, they were beaten 39 to 74, but uh, you know, at least they played. So. Yeah, well, bit of a you, disrupted you're gonna, season. You're going to have a lot of off field drama going into that game. Are we playing? Are we not? What yeah. are we doing? I think you'll find a better raise outfit coming out this week. Well, they're not actually playing this week. They got the bye. Oh, they got the next bye. game, I meant. <laughs> and the next game is the week after against the QUT Wildcats. Uh, so on the 18th of August. So. No, it's good to see them uh, playing for the rest of the season. Very good stuff. That's good to, to, see, to, good to see some local businesses get out there and help them out too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Big big props to Brothers and... Um, yeah, Brothers Leagues Club, that's good that they stood up. That yeah, awesome. that, that's actually good. And also uh, the tyres as well. I've yeah. got to pick up a new yeah. tyre for the car. So I might duck down this week. And uh, was it direct wholesale tyres? Direct wholesale tyres. That's, that's who it was, yeah. And uh, just pick up a new wheel. Yeah, yeah, support the locals that support the... The community, absolutely. Because if so, it was um, the Rays relying on Pistols Multi, oh, yeah, that would be waiting a long time. That went poorly. We might come come back to that. We'll swing back around to that later. But uh, Townsville Running Festival, yeah, boys, yeah, Pistol and Morgan lined up for the Townsville Running for the ten k. How'd you go? Look, I would have liked to be better prepared <laughs> instead of having. Well, I, did, I did see a Facebook post that said uh, that that feeling when you. Something about that feeling when you got a 10K in the morning, you realised you haven't done any kind of well, training. Pete did carbo load, sort of. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a dinner party the night before I touched on last week at Dave Keane's place, the right. Festival of the Pig. Keane's. Right. Great, great spread. Half a dozen beers and a bottle of red. <laughs> and then run 10K the next day. Ooh. Probably not the greatest prep you want to put into a performance. Yeah, but you're finished. Finished and blitzed it. Blitzed it. So Morgs and me went into it, and, and Morgs can elaborate a bit further on this, but uh, Morgs and me both went in going, right, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll do it, yeah, all right. Well, target target time is 80 minutes. We said, yeah, all right, I'm a bit nervous, yeah, me too. And, you know, it's 10Ks, and then we're saying to each other, look, 
we've done a few walks, right? We've, we've walked around the Palaranda radar, and that's about 18 kilometres. So I said, look, distance we can do. It's just going to be time. And uh, look, I come in uh, under 70, and I think Morgs did the same time as well, or he was there or thereabouts. So, look, we blitzed our 80-minute um, goal. Uh, Morgs with one hour, 11 minutes and 50 seconds. Just I saw Morgs come in. I didn't even see Pistol come in. That was the funniest thing about it. I was in the, was like in the Captain America shirt, yeah. Oh, well, that makes sense then. I'd say, from my point of view, it was a story of two races. Pete Pete was fast and mine was slow. No. <laughs> well, there's only two minutes between it, but Pete come in at uh, one hour, nine minutes, 35 seconds. Just cracked the old one minute, ten mark. Beautiful. Beautiful. No. Just under 70 minutes. I'll tell you what, Pete had some format on the track too. He was... Streaking down a strand. I'll bet he did. Air wave, and it was just—it was beautiful, beautiful to see. Age group thirty to thirty-nine. We don't talk 36? about thirty-six. Okay, good point, young fellow. I did give both of them a good plug anymore. on the mic too. Yeah, I did appreciate that, Mick. That was—I I reckon that was worth a couple of minutes me coming in home there. <laughs> I loved it. Well, see, I didn't see Pistol come in. <laughs> and look, that was—that was my first ever um, 10k I've ever run, and actually my first ever running festival. Uh, but after doing it. And I was saying this to Morgs before we before we started. I said, "What are we doing? This is stupid. This is dark. It's In fact, I got a text both message of us from Pete. Morning people around the four K mark, around the casino area. I get a text message from Pete. Just basically, <laughs> I won't go into the detail. There's it's a, bit, a, it's a bit fruity. Of, there was a couple of um. Uh, it, it was sweaters. essentially of why are we doing this, <laughs> <laughs> which which I appreciated as I was slogging my guts out going down the strand. There was a few words that rhymed with fire truck. Why we're doing this, uh, and even even in the morning, like oh man, I'm not a morning guy. I don't want to do that. Do it was early, right? yeah, early for us because we're not morning us. people. Not on a Sunday. Not on a Sunday. Not not after a good little night at Keeney's the night before. Uh, but then afterwards, it was. Quite liberating, and I urge everyone next year just to challenge yourself. They've got a few there. There's a two and a half, there's a five, there's a ten, there's a, a half marathon of 21, there's a full marathon of 42 for anyone that is born in hell and have got no brain or sense of security. <laughs> By all means, challenge those sort of distances. Get amongst it. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to be back next year as long as I'm in town or... or Pete? You'll be in town. I've got one for you. Well, if I'm not... On holidays or somewhere like that. If I if I'm here, I'm definitely doing it next year again. Are we locking in a pod half marathon, twenty one k's? We got a year to prep. Don't look at me. I'm not oh. running anything. <laughs> Mick, Mick, I'm looking at you. If you can look at me all you want, mate, I'll be on the microphone, so I won't be actually <laughs> running it, mate. So. Good you could do on course commentary. That would be quite uh, no, quite revolutionary. Pete, twenty one k. There, there is one thing I do want to mention about the Townsville Running Festival, though, and there's a, there's a group of people that. Um, Basically, uh, go out there and run. They're called the uh, Angels. The Angels. Um, they do. These guys run more than a marathon. One of the one of the Angels actually ran sixty kilometers uh, throughout the day. Wow. And these guys, so, so their their job is to basically help those runners that are struggling. There, the main focus is obviously marathon runners, but they help everybody. So there could be a five k and struggling, and they just run with them. You know, I, give I had them that about motivation. ten me at one point. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it, they do a fantastic job. You know, these guys, some of them are locals, but most of them, they just travel around to all the different marathons and go and, and that's what they do. They go and run with those and they bring him. Yeah, the last runner come in, uh, he was a 79-year-old man who was doing the marathon. He came in at around about quarter to one. Um, yeah, the clock 
officially stops at 12, um, but he's uh, what they call a 100-club hundred runner, not, not a 10-year. So he's, he, you know, he runs to do 100 marathons, um, so he has to have an official time. Um, but we had so we had the clock still going, and all the all the angels come in and run run with him in and that kind of stuff. These those guys, uh, there's a lot of people that need uh, applause for the efforts of the running festival, like all the organisers and all the volunteers and all the marshals and all that kind of stuff. But these guys, these angels, they are just man. You, you just see them coming in and just knowing what they've done throughout the day is just phenomenal. I've got to back up, back that up. I um I was only doing a quick ten k. But I had a chat to one of the angels, um, actually as I was passing a cry, and um, we had a bit of a yarn, and he was just a great guy, and he was just cheering people along and helping mm-hmm. people get around the track, and um, yeah, he was having a great time just it, supporting people, other people achieve their dreams. It, it was a great event. Like I've like I said, I've, I've never done 10K before. I know I've run five before, but I've never been involved in a festival like this. I'll definitely be back next year. There was a, there was a party house on the... The back sort of down the esplanade sort of as you're heading as if you would run along Palaranda but you don't you sort of keep yep. running down past well, that's, a few that's, houses. That's, um, yeah. that's John Hubbard used to be on uh, 40 hour years and years and years ago and then went to Triple T. Yeah. That's his Don't say it like that. That's that, like years and years and years ago. I, can, that, I remember Hubbard. That, that was <laughs> like coming into that you're probably doing about 8.5k at this stage or something. Lactic acid is burning you're going oh jeez when is this ending at me? Am I actually join the 21k here where's the turnaround mark for the 10k's but that party house uh full props to that they there was people in design they would have been on the source since about 5 a.m fair dinkum <laughs> i saw some there was Ninja turtles out. there was superheroes there was people <laughs> you're running past and there's no word of a lie fair dinkum a, a chick with like a magnum sized champagne bottle half full Holding another Jägermeister bottle, going here. You want a drink? You want a drink? Oh jeez! Oh, <laughs> I lost about when two minutes. I lost two minutes at the party house. Beat. <laughs> yeah, the, the winner, the the winner of the marathon, went back there and had a drink with them afterwards. Oh, brilliant! Because um, he he just he's from Hobart. He just loved it. He thought it was the best thing it, he'd ever seen. It, it it actually boosted your spirits a bit more. It's like, oh, okay, yep, um, this is really good. Like people are just getting into it and. Morgs, you said the 21. Look, I'm going to say this on air, and if people are still listening, because I know we have rabbled a bit tonight, but my goal is to do a 42K marathon at some stage in my life. So, Do we have a sound effect? Um, Probably, but I can't, I'm not quick enough I've, to think I've never, of I've never run 10 until Sunday, <laughs> and I've run 10, so I mean, next year you're on with 21. I'm in shock. Pete tends to sign up for things without really thinking about it. So yeah. I'm in on the 21 next year, and then maybe after that we'll... we'll We'll look at the data. I'd love to what just know the look. feeling of a 42, and I reckon well, if before I'm 40, it would probably be the better time to well, not do one. There's, there's uh, older people who do it, but uh, I think maybe we should look into something like the uh, On the Ranch Team Triathlon for the Triathlon Festival. I well, like that's it. always a possibility Which as well. Which I believe well. is coming, <laughs> up, come, coming up in the next month or two, potentially. Yeah. Uh, not like swimming. Three weeks. In three weeks. Yeah. I'm in. Get I'm training. <laughs> He's never had so long to train for an event in his life. I've been already. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be cherry ripe. Three, three weeks? You I'll mean I can do it? Oh, this not, is a lot better than four days. Oh, bag's not doing the swimming leg. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm out on swimming. I'll jump on the bike. <laughs> oh, that's the one I was going to pick. All right, I'll take running. I'm screwed. Pete, you're in the water. Yep. yep. Pete, I'll, swimming. I'll do swimming, but butterfly only. You can, you can <laughs> use any stroke you like. <laughs> 
Make your own microphone. Hey, Pete. I think um, I think the Australian swimming team has some stuff for you too. Oh, not Matt Corton though. He's against it. <laughs> All right, we might move into tips before we get ourselves into too much trouble. Yes. And, uh, the week just gone. I don't know about you guys, but I tipped seven. I don't know about you, but I tipped. Five. I, you I tipped don't know five. What I tipped? You tipped five two. actually, Peter, which which is not bad for you. Really? Hey, look, that's a win. That's a pass. That is a Anything pass. Anything more than three is good. <laughs> Actually, I think that's the highest you've tipped, other than your fluky two perfect, perfect round. Two perfect rounds. Hey, that's two. disgraceful. I, I racked up six <laughs> on that one. I got, I got five. I'm just checking you, Pete. You have done eight and six. You have got a couple of fives. That's your third five. Yeah. I went perfect round, you're thinking, is one of the half rounds, too. This, so. is, this is where I make my assault. <laughs> I lost on the Bulldogs, but I would never tip the Bulldogs. No, I, I don't know why you would. Um, I did, but the, the, they've won three. Yeah, I know you. They've won three <laughs> games all season, so you know. I mean, they've got to win them here and there. My law of averages of tipping the Bulldogs every week finally paid off, <laughs> especially on the work double bonus round. <laughs> oh yes, perfect. That's helpful. A five on a, on the joke around. That's handy. All right, so uh, moving into tips for this week, round twenty-one. It is retro round, or it's it's at least retro round as far as uh, Fox. Is concerned. I don't know if the teams are going to be running out in retro jerseys. I would love. I haven't heard. If they do, kudos, kudos to that. I really wish they do. But I really just for one round every year, and I've been saying this now for quite some time, not just on this pod, but for forever. Bring back retro rules for one round only. Now that, Mate, they that can't extends, play to the normal rules now. No, no, but Mick, this extends to not just on the field. This extends to the whole week leading into the game. This is called two laps around the park, and that's <laughs> it, followed by two cards. For warm be better. <laughs> this is no sports science. This is everyone goes to work the next day as a bricky's labour or hanging plaster sheets or doing whatever. <laughs> Proper retro. Oh, now, I've just got this small for it. I mean, How many injuries won't you see that way? <laughs> You'll also see no Thursday night games, which is uh, a bonus. Yeah, because yeah, they've all got to work Friday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They've got to train Tuesday because night, then half of them have to play on the Coca-Cola Cup on Wednesday, yeah. and, then, and then back up for the respective clubs. And they've got to go to their normal day jobs. And, and Warren Boland is the commentator for they, all games. And they don't get paid for this week. No, they don't get paid. No, yeah, they they, go get a real they only get match payments of <laughs> match, 250 match payments bucks for win. a win. Yeah, if you win. If you win. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Thursday night, the 8th of August. Cowboys, 1300 Smiles Stadium hosting the Broncos. Cowboys going in at uh, $2 and the Broncos at $1.81 as we, uh, as we read this now going by sports bet odds. Peter? No surprise. Mm. I don't tip Broncos and Cowboys are my team. To answer Smithy's question earlier, I tip with dignity and I will be going, my boys, and I'll support them till the day I die. Mick. Now, they are going to okay. win this game and win by 30. Oh, jeez. Uh, well, it is the margin game as well for, uh, on on ESPN, footytips.com.au. Uh, Mick? Um, heart says Cowboys, head says Broncos, but I'm going to go for Cowboys, but I don't think it's going to be very big. I think it's going to be really close. We may pull back one of our old one-pointers again. I'm not 100% sure, though. I'm, uh, I'm going to say Cowboys by two. Mick, if it is a one-pointer, though, I know you just said by two, Tom Lala to kick the field goal. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. He's got that'd to be one, cool. surely. Have a, have a go at something. I am going to tip the Bronx. Uh, so the Cowboys, oh, that look, Peter, my God. 
Looks could kill. No, I am actually going to tip the Cowboys. So this you week. should. Yeah, uh, I think our defense is better than the Broncos. Uh, they are equally terrible in attack, and I don't think we can play as bad as we did last week. Uh, yeah, I think the Broncos can play worse. I'm sure they can worse. Yep. Well, you look at the Storm game last week. They scored a few down that Broncos side with Addo Carr as as speed. Now we've got Mosby as speed. Oh, the other thing is, you look at the Broncos have beaten. They've only beaten the Titans and the Bulldogs in the last couple of weeks. Mm. Um, the Sharks go way back, but that's um, that's when Sharks died. Was a while yeah, ago. Capitulate, yeah. Yeah, and the Sharks were not playing well. They only came good last week. So uh, for me, well, we can't do any worse. Uh, Cowboys by four. Morgs. The Cowboys. And my team, my dream to see him at the top. They're going to win by two points. Two points. Felty, first try scorer. And I reckon it'll be a real tight one. It'll go down to about the 78th minute. Oh. It'll just be oh, a, a real do it. grind no, out. No, no. Real grind no, out game. I don't need that in my life. No. It'll be a crapper <laughs> game. 30, 30 plus, just get it over and done with. <laughs> to us. To us. Uh, Friday night. On Shut the, that one up, you Metcalf. On the night. <laughs> The New Zealand Warriors hosting the Manly Seagulls. $2.90, the Warriors, uh, the Seagulls, $1.40. That is being played at Mount Smart. Peter? Warriors. Warriors tentatively. Did not sound that very confident then, Pete. No, because I've just realised again, Warriors ahead of us, and I don't need them to win for the (laughs) Cowboy climb, but at the same time, they're still my second team, and I'll better go get them. Go, you Warriors, RTS. 300 running metres. (laughs) Arukuyapakiaki. <laughs> um, I'm going manly, manly by a uh, by a margin. It's going to be a big margin too, I reckon. They're certainly playing well. I'm going to go manly as well, Morgs. Yeah, I'm all in. Uh, I'm in on manly too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Seven fifty-five. The second game on Friday night out at Panthers Stadium, foot of the mountain. Foot of the mountain, right next to the Three Sisters. As the crow flies. Certainly, yeah. On the Cumberland Plain. On the Cumberland Plain. Cumberland Plain. So the Panthers, $2.39, hosting the Sharks at $1.58. Peter. I looked at this one earlier. Um, Here we go. Look, Panthers are sitting in, in ninth, right? And they're on minus 69. So if they had a win and go to 22, their for and against will still be low. But... Can we if get some thinking music, Sharks please? Sharks win this one. <laughs> and they go to twenty-two. So we've only got th- we've only got twenty-six points. That's all we've got in us. So it's it's a tough one. I don't know really who favours the fortune here. Um, who favours the fortune? Well, for the Cowboy fortune, I don't know who is the better option here because Sharks beating South last week really really put a conundrum. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, Look, I think the Sharks, maybe. But Penrith's 69 minus start, because we're on minus 95. So, look, I still think we can make the eight. It's just a matter about where. Do you want to lock that in? Um, You'll have to call a friend. 50-50, Pete. I'm torn on this one because I, I... I think Panthers will lose, but for the help of us, I don't want them to lose. So, Mick, your tips? Yeah, Mick. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Sharks. I'm going to sure? go Sharks, and and we have to fight out for the Tigers and Panthers' eight-spot position. Would you like a 50-50? No, nah, give us Sharks. Give us Sharks. 
Pete's just got a uh, scientific right. calculator here yeah, and just he doing does. some sums. He does, actually. Mick? Uh, um, I've gone the Sharks, only, and the only reason I've gone for the Sharks is John Maloney's out for a week, so uh, he got suspended uh, for tripping on the weekend, so I think that'll hurt Penrith's chances of bouncing back from that loss last week. So, yeah, I've gone the Sharks. I'm going the Sharks as well. They've come good at the right time, and Panthers have fallen over again, so... Unfortunately, uh, yeah, Sharks for me. Sharks pretty easily for me. Beautiful. Saturday, 10th of August, 3pm, Jubilee, Dragons, $1.31 because they're hosting the Titans at $3.49. Peter, in a, if, in, in a quick summary, just bang, just, just rip it off like a Band-Aid. Titans. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Mick? Um, look, I've gone the Dragons, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. Pistol going the Titans is not a bad one on that one because I think if, if the Titans are going to win a game, it's probably going to be against the Dragons. But uh, I've gone the Dragons. Though. Yeah, this is the first time I've looked at this matchup and I'm, I'm torn as well. The Dragons, they're both atrocious, really. Uh, oh, Titans are... James Graham's playing his 400th first grade game, so... Yeah, that... I'm leaning towards Dragons mostly because they're at home, but also because Titans are still a bit of a mixed bag. Couldn't back them, surely. They're coach dramas if they were going to come out Firing after that, you'd think it would have been last week or the week before, but uh, at this stage, Dragons for mine. I would love to tip the Titans just to say I called it, Yeah, but I can't do it. I'm going Dragons. No. It's, too, it's too scary. I'd like to put them in a bit of a rough multi. Yeah, Pete. Pete. Will. Pete no, will. Pete. Pete no, will, but not, he shouldn't. Not for money. Not, not for money, I wouldn't. For funsies, I'd put Titans in, but I mean, look. Well, you'd throw a tenner on. You got, you look, at $3.40, look, it, it's not the worst bet. Like, there, there's something wrong at Gold Coast and and even at the Red V. Oh, thanks, Scoop. Uh, well, just <laughs> saying what everyone thought they might have been thinking. I think okay? it's because they're from the Gold Coast. Yeah, that's got a lot to do with it. Uh, look, uh, five thirty p.m. on Saturday out at uh, Bank West. The Eels dollar sixty three. I'm right. jumping on Eels. And Sorry. Versus who? Versing the Knights at two dollars thirty. You know it's on the big screen. Oh yeah, I could have just looked up there as well, but I was looking at my screen here. Uh, <laughs> Peter. Again, this is another quick one. Now, Morgs, just scroll up a little bit. I just want to see, yeah, Eels are on 24. So that's a no-brainer here. You don't want to see the Knights win this one. So I will be definitely going the Eels. Yeah, I've gone the Eels. Marshall, just listen to it. And I don't like going Eels, Marshall, but I'm going the Eels. I'm I'm going the Eels as well. Yeah, uh, I'm sticking with the record out at uh, Bank West. Eels to win. Eels fairly handy to win. 7.35 7.35 p.m. on the same night, the Bulldogs, $2.52, or $2.50 as far as sports is concerned, hosting the Tigers at ANZ. Now, when the Cowboys win on Thursday night, when I'm going to say if, but Ooh. it's basically when. Oh, changed your tune it's there. It's basically when. So, Cowboys win Thursday night, right? This game, Bulldogs versus Tigers, has all of a sudden become game of the round. Right. Because Tigers are sitting eighth on, on 20. 20. So, really... Get behind the Bulldogs, boys. Who let the dogs out? Get amongst it. Go, you good thing. Go, the doggies. Mick? Yeah, Tigers. Mick? <laughs> Tigers. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, same. I can't see the doggies Tigers. doing it two weeks in a row. Sorry, I got they're on a They're on a heater. They're on a streak. Get on the dogs. I would tip the uh, Hewenden Harriet's, Harriet's over Bulldogs. <laughs> Hate the dogs. Tigers all day long. Oh, we need them, boys. Oh, it's it's the again. unreliable Bulldogs, but we need them. Absolutely. I hope they do win. Mm. Sunday, the 11th of August, 2pm at GIO, the Raiders hosting the Roosters. Raiders, 
currently this $2. This is the two hardest games of the comp. Yeah, the Roosters are $1.80. Peter. We're big and lean, mighty mean. We're the fearsome men from the ACT, and we'll hit ya, hit ya. And you'll see green, green machine all day long. Welcome to second place on the ladder, Canberra. <laughs> yes, well, if they do win, that that is the case. They are fighting out for a uh, second place. Wouldn't that be nice? Like, Lions get a home final, right? Win, then get a week off in the home prelim final. No. Then Raiders get a home final, win, week off, home prelim final. Wouldn't that be amazing? Probably would be. Wouldn't it be good if the Lions and Raiders both won the grand final this year? Got money on that. I may have tempted Satan. <laughs> Mick? Um, this, the, these two games are really toughies for me. I've, um, I'm, I I guess on the bookies' form, I'm going for the upset, so I'm going the Raiders. I, I, yeah. I just, I, I'm not, look, I won't be surprised if the Roosters do beat them because it's going to be one of those games. I think it's going to be really, really close. Um I don't think the Roosters are going to run away with it like they had the last couple of weeks. So I, I think it's going to be a real test for the Roosters, whereas uh, Raiders have had some toughies already. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to the Raiders. Just, I just think they might be the time for that, that, that little bit of an upset. Yeah, I I don't know if I'd call it an upset. I think the Raiders are playing well enough. That, uh, yeah, you, you're probably right. Upset's probably not... not, not not uh, fair on Raiders, I guess, but um, no, I think they've, they've come. They've, they've come good at the right. Oh, they've the, really come good. They've been playing good the, all season. The, so the Raiders do this every year, though, and 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 I I do have a soft spot for the Raiders. I, I've got family and everyone lived down Canberra and Queanbeyan Way, and sort of on them because of sports bet as well. Um, but no one talks about them. They've flown under the radar. Now look at their roster coming up against the Roosters this weekend. Okay, you've got. Charles Nickel Klogstag, if he does get Rookie of the Year, I don't know who does, up against Tedesco. You've got Nick Kotrick coming back. You've got Jared Croker up against Latrell Mitchell. You've got Jack White on Luke Keary. You've got Aiden Caesar on Cooper Cronk, who, let's face it, he's about to retire. You've then got your engine room of Asiya Soliolo, Josh Papali, Elliot Whitehead, and the greatest English back rub, uh, John Bateman, plus Josh Hodson leading the pack. Man, Raiders, in my opinion, are going to win the comp this year if Cowboys don't make the eight. Well, I mean, if that's that doesn't get more definitive than that. I am going to tip the Raiders, Morgs. I'm tipping Raiders. And I'd just like to say, I've been checking the, um, the Canberra weather. We're looking at eight degrees, bit of rain. Mm. Oh, warm. So it's beautiful Raiders weather. Just the way the Raiders like yep. it. So back that on in. On so going. eight degree ra- Raiders rain yep. is equivalent to anywhere else minus two snow. Pretty much. We've got a bit of wind. We're looking at 23k from the east. <laughs> <laughs> Raiders in a canter. So feel free to lock that one in. <laughs> Raiders in an absolute canter. It'll be done by halftime. Well, at 4.05pm, same day, last game of the round, Central Coast Stadium, the Rabbitohs at $2.55, hosting the Storm at $1.50. Peter? Yeah, Storm, because I want Raiders to get the top two spot. Um <laughs> 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 Yeah, I've gone the storm too. I just think the Raiders are too up and down. It looks like Sammy Burgess is going to be out again as well for, for that tackle on Moylan. So, well, that's probably no surprise that uh, what he played one one game and he's gone again. Yeah, uh, I'm going to tip the storm as well. They're just uh, unfortunately just playing too good. Big fan of the bunnies. Love the bunnies. Go on the storm. <laughs> well, well, that is contradicting if ever I've heard. But sensible. Tip is with it? the head, Pete. <laughs> tip with the head. Sensible tipping. When you're leading the comp, t- Pete, you've got to tip, you tip some tips. Just, just on Souths, can I just throw this one out there quietly? Like last week, 
pistols multi failed in the first leg because Cowboys didn't show up the play. So I put a second one on at the at the tab. Oh, did for you? myself. Yeah, this is what wouldn't I had. Have guessed, right. Wouldn't have guessed that. Would uh, I? Who would have thought? This is what I had. Raiders to win thirteen plus. Annihilated Warriors to Melbourne to win thirteen plus against Bronx. Cruzy down the park. St Kilda to um, win, but on the line they had a twenty three and a half start. They lost by twenty two. So beauty to win. Lions to win on head to head. Walk in the park, beat the Bulldogs. South Sydney to beat Cronulla. Mm. Head to head. Mm. Lost. $10.440 later. South Sydney, I'm not tipping you again for the rest <laughs> of the year, and I hope you get kicked out of the comp. Well, I think if, if there's ever a good way to tip, it's uh, out of spite. Yep, that's that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Very good. Red and green army. There's a reason why you got kicked out in the first place. Well, we oh, might move wow. <laughs> that harsh. <laughs> we might move on to uh, Pistols Multi. Yeah. Speak, speaking of uh, some Spe- gambling, gamble responsibly. Speaking of which... Pistols now- Multi brought to you by Fusion Networks. For all your network, servers, workstations, um, antivirus backup, internet, phones, we'll do it all. All uh, of it? All of it. Top to, we call ourselves a full stack IT service oh, company. Now, now, there's a buzzword if I've I, heard I googled a few buzzwords, so <laughs> I just want to reel them for you out. <laughs> We're innovative. Innovator, not imitator. I think I've run out of buzzwords. But full stack I read somewhere. I I Googled that one. That was a good one. So I thought I'd pinch up. Why not? So basically we'll we'll, we'll do it all. Um, Unfortunately, one thing we do is we support Beats Multi, so... So this is I, I haven't I haven't been to the tab today to check odds, so I'm gonna sort of do the odd one on the fly here. So Morgs, if you can, if you will please, I want North Melbourne to beat Geelong but on the line. So I haven't seen what the line is yet, and that might change. Yeah, twenty one, yep, I'm going that one. I'm going North Melbourne to win. Dollar so, ninety, so twenty one and a half. Plus twenty one and a half to North. Yep. So I want the Lions to also beat Gold Coast Suns at 40 plus. Lions by 40 plus. Yeah. You have to go into it. So with that, what's 40 that plus pan? A dollar 45. Oh, that's not even. That's I thought they'd pay 250. Um uh, yeah, put them in anyway. Yep, they they're going to win by Lock that in. God knows how much. It's not going to be 1 to 39. It's just, this is a bloodbath at the Gabba. Uh, for all you Gold Coast Suns fans out there, look, this is going to be in one-way traffic this week. I'd so just get I'd get a post with white flags now. Don't bother heading up the M1. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. Oh, unless if you want to see Lockie Neal get three Brownlow points. Actually, I'd Lockie Neal for Brownlow. That's a good tip. Yeah, I've got him in one as well. Yep. Um, <laughs> I now, bet you, I bet you do. the yeah, Crows to beat West Coast, but on the line. And I just want to hey, see hey, what hey. the oh, yeah, I just want to see what better. the line is I first. I can't, I cannot endorse this. I just want to see what the line bet is first. If they're paying over anything over 20, then they're on. The line is 26 and a half. Yes, I'll have Adelaide in that on the line. So 26 and a half start I am for offended. the Crows. No. Personally, I'm you can take still that win. You can still win. Just don't kick more than 27 points. Personally. Stuff, yeah. Now, give me Raiders head-to-head. Coming up, coming up. Raiders 2, Roosters $1.80. Yep, yep. give me Raiders head-to-head on the twos. Raiders for twos. Now, I also want Storm head-to-head. Storm head-to-head, $1.50. Yep. Now, also give me St. Kilda. At a dollar sixty-seven, head to head. I like how he jumps codes. Gee whiz! I tell you well, I've written it. I've written it down in kept, this order. Get the codes together. So we got some, minimize your clicks. Got some preparation here. Yeah. St Kilda. Oh, they're dollar seventy-two. That's better. 
Oh, I can't yep. stand Freo. Yeah, I think they're going to do Freo. I don't think Freo's got two good games in, in a row. No, they yeah. don't. No, d- get on the Saints at $1.72. Now, how much does that put us up to? Because this is going to depend. We're up to 27 Pete. 27 That's, that's what I thought. Enough. That's what I thought. Because I, I, I anticipated Lions to be $2.50 to win 40 plus, not Australia $1.40. Add in Australia to win the second second time. No, no, because I looked at that. That's too far down the line. Do you want to have so a look at some darts, Western, I want Western Bulldogs on the line. Bullies. Yep. Dollar ninety for two five. Oh, it's only it's only a two and a half star. That's a tight if they're game. Gonna, if they're going to win, it's by. It might. Be, it'll be one. They're yeah. not going to lose by one or point. Two behind. Two yeah, points. so you're better off going head to head on that one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Give us give us head to head. Essendon coming off a loss, so they'll, a they'll heavy, be bouncing back. A heavy loss, and dogs are fighting for their season. Give us the dogs. Go the dogs. Now, what does that put us up to there? So this is retirement bet, Pete. $54. Yeah, 66 that's, 21 if you power play. That, that's what I was anticipating because I, I had the lines to well. be about yeah, 250 So it yeah, power play that, and I reckon that's that's true purchase. Now, every other week with Pistols Multi that it started, we've always put the Cowboys in, and they've always been the first leg loss. So I'm not throwing them in this week. So I really hope Cowboys win. Now, if they do win, we've just lost double what our wage would be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's so the return? What's the return on that one? At well, let's be honest. The return could be zero, but potential return one thousand three hundred twenty-four dollars and twenty cents. Now I'm going to throw this out to the floor here. I'm happy to do this for ten dollars this week, but also another ten dollars and throw the Cowboys in. Oh, I'm happy with that. <laughs> just stick to, stick to that one. I have well, six for one. So I you're gonna no win. You're gonna win. You're gonna win six hundred and sixty dollars with a ten dollar bet, and then you're doing the same bet to win six hundred and sixty plus the Cowboys at twos to make it twelve hundred. So you're gonna win eighteen hundred for a twenty dollar bet, or Cowboys will lose first leg, and you're only gonna get six hundred instead of thirteen. I think we should just <laughs> stick to this one. Just stick with the one. I think stick with the one, multi. The captain has overruled. All right, well, we all summarise that. It's North Melbourne plus 21.5 at $1.96. Brisbane to win by 40 plus at $1.49. The Adelaide Crows, I cannot support this by by any stretch. They still could lose. The Crows uh, with a 26.5 head start at $1.96. The Raiders to win head-to-head at $2.06. Melbourne Storm to win at $1.54. St Kilda to win at $1.77. And the Western Bulldogs uh, at two dollars and six. Head to uh, head, power played and uh, brings it up to about sixty six dollars something. So, can we chuck some money on Earthquake out of your uh, Mount Isa radio? <laughs> oh, I'd love to get on Earthquake. <laughs> Mick, can you go trackside and uh, just see if there's any any I'm, bookies on I'm the top? I'm going to put it out here and say not one rider will last eight seconds on Earthquake. Wouldn't dream of it. Or Hacksaw. <laughs> Or thunder. I don't even know if there's a bull called earthquake out here oh, this year. There, there is now. There's there always now. an earthquake. Probably a rampage a, too. Yeah. <laughs> and lightning. Destructor. He's a nuts. Bruce. Absolutely nuts. Bruce. <laughs> and here comes Bruce. It's probably yeah. a first though. Probably a first one or a Tumalala. Yeah, there'd, there'd be something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's a got bloody good ring to it. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't jump on the back of Tumalala. <laughs> no, yeah. no way. No. Oh, it'd, it'd carry you some yards. That's what's <laughs> carry you down the highway to bloody Hewenden. Yeah. We did have one more uh, postman's <laughs> Sort goat. of the sum up the night, I thought. Instead of instead of a it's postman a at the start, of, I thought it was going to be a summarise. Yeah, a bit of a late mail. So it's uh, Cameron has uh, messaged Cameron us. Groundwater. Cameron Groundwater. And he said, uh, he said boys... 
I am a diehard Cowboys supporter. Uh, but tonight's performance was referring to the game against the Tigers. Tonight's performance was like watching a juniors team with no will to play. People are all over the net speaking about Paul Green's job to say, uh, to that I say, wake-up players have to take responsibility for their own action. That was heartbreaking to watch. Rant over, going to bed a sad Cows fan tonight. Keep up the great work, boys. The podcast is great. And PS Pistol, come down indoor so I can smoke your so-called death bowling champ. <laughs> I'll touch on the last sentence of that one before we want to analyse the first one, which I think we pretty much covered off earlier. Uh, to that I say, Kaz, ask Brimley how we lost the unlosable grand final to the death bowling champion. Uh, paint a picture. His team needed three to win off six balls. I bowled two for neg seven, won the grand final. Kaz, I'll do that to you any day of the week, twice on Sunday. That's where you might drop. Go. <laughs> And I do play. Don't, don't drop my mics. No, no. <laughs> and I do play Wednesday night, Kaz. So anytime you want to come down on a Wednesday night, I'm more than happy to bowl at you Ooh. and uh, get some in swingers onto your off peg as well. Gauntlet. He's, he's thrown it. He's thrown the gauntlet. <laughs> well, this is the thing with Kaz. Before we before we sum up, I've bowled to him before, and I've I've pitched the ball like easily six inches to a foot inside on the pitch. Passes the batter just over off stump, and he calls wide. Or he reckons it's wide. Like looking up at the umpire, going, "Oh, wasn't that wide?" Like, mate, have you even? Do you even use your feet? Do you even know how to use a bat? <laughs> Kaz, come on, brother, you're better than this. Well, on that note, <laughs> I think we might uh, sum up the night. It's uh, that, that's round uh, twenty-one for us. It's a retro round for us. Doesn't get much more retro than that, I don't think. Uh, Pistol. I've been growing the long hair and the beard I for know. about six, seven me- weeks for this. I was going to say it's a six, seven it month probably beard. Probably months. Yeah. 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 So, uh, well, looking forward to the game this Thursday night against the Broncos, the Queensland Derby in retro round. It's so upon us. It is upon us. I'll be wearing the jersey of 95. Oh, not 95, uh, 2005. I actually gave me 95 jersey away. Oh, why would you Oh, it wasn't 95. It was the 97 jersey I gave away to friend of mine, Sean Kavanagh. Right, right. Die hard cowboy supporter. Johnny. So you'll be at the game? I'll be at the game. Uh, Mick won't be at the game because you'll be uh, no. hosting? I'll, um, so Thursday night, I'll be, uh, I'll be, um, we'll be doing tech run. So, yeah. Who's doing the captain's lounge? Do you need me to Luke fill Lum. in? Luke Lum. Mr. Luke Lum. Ah, oh, oh, Do you want me to fill in with him? <laughs> uh, I don't know if he'll be able to handle you, Pistol. <laughs> And uh, just for Mick, if you're out there with all your friends, Arrow, that's the horse to bet on the mailman. It's uh, about three or four time champion at that race at Neonizer. So if you've got some money, you'll probably go for about 1400 in the auction. But get on board Arrow if you've got a bit of scratch that you want to buy in. Well, very good. Hawks, are you uh, doing some networking this weekend? I don't know. I don't even know. I haven't even thought about it. Oh, I might, might do a, maybe a nice little cruisy 5K or something. Oh. Give a hill. Well, that sounds like torture. When you do 10, sounds like you do 10, five's nothing. It's just a warm-up. <laughs> so we'll be right. I don't know why you would want to do that. Nice easy uh, one and go the cows. Yes. Someone's, well, addic- someone's addicted. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like it. Uh, go the cows. Uh, go the eagles. And go the lions. Go I'll, the I'll lions. even say go the lions. Get go on board. Lions. Get go on over board. blues. Go over sausage. blues. Oh. That's Screw you, go the Hawks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I can't get behind that Can't either. get behind that, Hawks. Uh, well, uh, 
Anyway, thanks very much for tuning in. You can find me on Twitter at XRBob. You can find Pistol at the On The Spot Facebook page. Get out and do a video, Pete. Come on. All right, we'll do one now. All right, we'll, we'll look at that. Find Morgs at Morgan Holmes Evans. On all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Chuck a, chuck a like on me. And, of course, Mick the Barking Frog. Yeah, you can me on that Barking Frog MC. If I, if I can say one thing, if you are, if anyone is out there who's listening and is interested in the, the radio, give the Man Eyes Radio a follow on Facebook. Um, we do do live streams on Facebook throughout the weekend, just certain, just random uh, events that'll come up. So uh, give it a follow if you want to watch a little bit of the Man Eyes Radio. Sounds good. Well, that's, uh, that's it from us this week. Uh, tune in. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in. Evening out. Good evening. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Name me one, one station that can talk about cat cable for five to ten minutes straight without breaking concentration. Smooth. It's like oh. it's like we meant to do it like that. Good luck. Good luck editing that in. Beautiful. Yeah. All, good all luck. The best. All yeah. the best. Good luck having it out by ten a.m. on Wednesday. Yeah. Peace out. Who, who says that? Peace. Really? Who says that? I could eat a piece for hours. I'll just keep recording because it's good. you get some good stuff when everybody's just off the cuff.